2: Uh, We're live across the
3: Jacob Media YouTube page, broadcasting live from the Fritz and B and Cooley Law Studios here in Philadelphia. And as always, we remind you that if you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. The middle is sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. Now it's a Monday morning. I see people popping in here already early on. Look at the time on which people are popping in here, getting here early, getting their seats early. It's like a movie. You want to get your seat early and your popcorn ready.
2: Right. And uh, is, is this, are they in the vaccinated section? That's what I need to know. Oh, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Is Because it- I don't think you can get into the show early unless you have a vaccine.
3: Well, look, in LA, I, I told you, I, I do stuff elsewhere, of course. Uh-huh. I was doing a show over the weekend and... A show? I thought you did, like, multiple shows. There are a bunch of different things I do. So I was doing a show over the weekend, and the producer of the show, Jordan, is out in L.A., Mm -hmm. and he went to the Clippers game, the most recent Clippers game. Okay. And he said that not only was there this vaccinated section where you had to pay, like, 25 to 50% more off face value on the ticket. And that's just, like, the ticket, not secondary market. But they were also checking for cards like you couldn't get into the non vaccinated section or vaccinated section mm-hmm. without your vaccination card. So this opened up a whole conversation about how here there are plenty of businesses that will say you don't need your mask if you're vaccinated from Target to small mom and pop hardware store, whatever it may be. Right, right. But nobody is eff- like since the vaccine has come, nobody has ever checked. And ask me, hey, you're walking into Ace Hardware without a mask. Do you have your vaccine card here? Like nobody's right. ever done that. No. LA apparently they're doing that. And I imagine if it's the Clippers game elsewhere as well. So at least we don't have that here.
2: Right. I mean, the only place that I go basically is to the liquor store. And I always wear a mask. They make you wear a oh, mask see, in that's the liquor a store. Yeah. Okay. They've but got they they they've do- still got the sign on the door yeah. as of yesterday. So.
3: Ah, is that right? The sign hasn't come down. Ah, the sign hasn't come right. down, huh? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Now you have eyes on this Euro twenty twenty or what?
2: No. Okay. Euro twenty twenty. What is that? Soccer? It could be
3: anything. Euro could be anything Euro related. Higo and Swafford. How about that?
2: Yeah, we had a couple. I had a couple winners. Uh, Doc Redman too, and uh, of course Higo, Garrick Higo, which a lot of people never heard of prior to him heard of winning. Hudson Swaffer. Well, he's he's won on the tour before, at least.
3: Yeah, well, this, this
2: guy plays in obscurity in the Euro tour. Well, you know, but you know what though? There was a ton of public money on Hicko. Was
3: there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's here's what here's what I fear is that you and a couple of other sharp minders on the PGA who are betting got ahead of it mm-hmm. and the wind picked up and it's still up but the wind picked up right before the tournament began. And then you start to see some money on Higo, like top 20 and and even some outside shots to win it. Now I
2: fear that he may be heavy chalk for the open. Well, I think that I don't know about heavy chalk, but I think well, really Brooks, or he's Bryson. now on the radar. Now, that's what
3: I'm saying, yeah. though. In, in yeah. his tier, he's going to be what normally right. would not be heavy. His chalk. pricing won't be near as
2: good no, as it should. No, be. no, no, that's no, a, and know, probably
3: dips significantly,
2: right? Right?
3: Now, I'm not going to touch Hudson Swafford anymore no. because they're never going to come back to Conagree, right?
2: Congaree. no, I don't Congaree, think so. No, yeah. this was all the uh, the RBC, right? Uh, yeah, it was supposed to, to be Canada. the Canadian Open, yeah. yeah, correct. So they needed to find a spot. And uh, man, I tell you, Harris English, all those guys were just bogeying into the house, man. Yesterday, just wanted to get out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Harris English, she bogey, double bogey, finished. He went from possibly finishing second to finishing fourteenth. Unbelievable. Man. Yeah, could you see, can you imagine riding that? Yeah, now that, that's like tough. one of my finishes. Yeah, look. Yeah,
3: a worst beat then if you rolled with Kyrie Irving yesterday
2: oh, oh man I mean,
3: look I good for me I was just I faded two heavy props on Irving so I wasn't upset from
2: that standpoint but man does that not change everything Harry no totally I mean I sent you guys a text on that yesterday I mean that that was that's the big news of really of the weekend if you ask me outside of the, you know our Sixers winning handily on Friday night after a huge third quarter whoa, uh, whoa, but whoa. yeah this could change the whole you know Complexion of the NBA playoffs. I don't want you to
3: downplay the Higo. Look, Higo was was top three, top five, top ten. Higo hit all of that. I was just betting Swafford, and I got him at plus two eighty five on the top twenty. I think Mm -hmm. that those might be the picks of the weekend.
2: That's the biggest news out here. Well, and, and of course, my buddy Brandon Matthews bringing home the trophy on the Latino oh, yeah. America tour. Yes. So what birdied, is trophy he birdied the 72nd hole to win for his third time in 17 starts on that tour. Was there good money on him? Uh, I don't think you can bet on that tour. I can't find any. Well, yeah, you can't find it legally. Yeah. He's the number one guy on the tour on that tour right now.
3: Oh man, we should be taking a you telling me bov, You telling me these, uh, these dicey offshore spots aren't taking bets on that. You can bet on marbles.
2: Well, you, you would probably be able to find that. I can't find that. All right. I need info. And then you and I are going to combine. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? But the other big news is no more Danny green. Oh, this isn't, this isn't that big. news. How right? are we going to survive?
0: In partnership with Jacob Media.
3: They tried to make it on the level of Kyrie. Yeah.
4: And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The Middle starts now. now. On the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your How about your Czech life. Republic? Rocket can Destruction. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts I'm studios. Out. Here's Aton Chander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
3: All right, welcome in, Ron Culver. Sports Map Radio joins us as we are live on the radio and on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Barrett Brooks is back tomorrow, right?
2: Uh, I believe so. Yeah, today I think is a travel day.
3: Okay, okay. Now it was a red hot weekend, no matter where you were across the board. From a bet, I know Harry and myself knocked in a couple on the PGA. The in-game NBA betting is a gift. I don't know how like the Clippers are going to win the first quarter. It's going to be tight. We saw this again where as soon as Kyrie Irving went down, the Bucks were still minus 130 in-game. Like you really mm. if you are betting and you're not live betting the NBA, I don't know what you're doing anymore. And look, a couple of exotics. Right. From yeah. the French Open to the Euro. But I know, Harry, uh, it, it takes a lot for Harry to dive into that. I don't know yeah. if you were touching anything on the ice or the diamond over the weekend.
2: Uh, one of my buddies yesterday is like asking me about the, hey, what do you think of Djokovic? I'm like, I don't. It's tennis. Look, I'll
3: tell you this. Pass the Greek guy who made it all the way there and
2: Cephas or whatever is it sisyphus
3: is that I how you pronounce it? it i think it's uh cc pass oh right C-C-C-Pos. not
2: easy pass no not easy pass
3: <laughs> now hold on a second i think my uh, pregnant soon to be delivering wife is locked out so oh my god how does that happen uh i closed the door We have a spare key in
2: an area that requires you to bend down. Right. And I just don't know if she can. I remember when I was trying to find that key one day, when I was coming over there to do the show and I couldn't find it. Hold on. Hold on. on. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I got to go get her. Okay. Are we off the, are we in break? No, not yet. (laughs) What are you doing? We got to go to
3: break. I know I'm going to mute Ron and you just talk and Ron's going to then
2: cut you off. At the perfect time, and I'll be back in thirty seconds. Okay, thirty seconds, man. We and we know we we're a couple minutes into the show, and Aton hasn't even mentioned that the Eagles have signed Nick Mullins as their third string quarterback. I'm seeing tweet after tweet after tweet about Nick Mullins, like this is some big deal, and this is you know some great signing. I don't I personally, you know, he's probably as good or better than Joe Flacco is right now uh, at this point in his career but he throws almost as many interceptions as he does touchdowns, and that's never a good thing. So, you know, did the, the Eagles really need Nick Mullins? Like, hopefully he never sees the, the, the light of the day on the field. I mean, Jesus, you, if you would have thought that they traded uh, Zach Ertz and brought in some great cornerback with all the attention that this is getting, a third-string quarterback. Some teams don't even have third-string quarterbacks. Camp body, says Muhammad Malik on the stream. Yeah, probably. That's about it. But, man, so what was the biggest story of the weekend? Kyrie's ankle, I think, is the biggest story of the weekend. He only played, what, 17 minutes in that game yesterday, and I watched a good bit of that. Man, I was really impressed by what Milwaukee has done. I mean, I thought they could have been done. Down 2-0, I'm thinking, are they going to win a game? Win a game, they've now knotted up the series – uh, there's no Harden probably uh, for for Game Five, the pivotal Game Five. Uh, no Kyrie, and I'll tell you, I mean, I don't, you know, Durant can't do this by himself. Not the way Milwaukee is competing, man. They are battling. This PJ Tucker, I'll tell you what, that was a big time acquisition that is now bearing the fruit. Uh, you know that that not a lot that didn't get a lot of attention. Aton when the when the move was made, where he came over from Houston, but that's yeah. a big time pickup. He is a pest. I tell and, you, and, and he's a pest you'd love to have on your team. Yep, and and you know what's amazing is
3: I think I started to pay more attention to him just as mm-hmm. far as. Because he's really cheap. If you're running like fantasy leagues, right, or, or fantasy games, right, the best stuff at night. It's a
2: couple threes,
3: and that's the thing. Yeah, he's yeah. he plays a lot of minutes, but he's super cheap. And you start watching him because it's like if you take a prop bet on somebody, or if it's your favorite player on another team, not your team, and you start watching, and he's great. Not in the sense of like, oh man, he's a great basketball player, but he's great as far as you know what what he provides there isn't a better energy guy i think right now in the playoffs than him and i'm i even
2: mean shake milton i'm willing to say that oh yeah no the pj tucker he's he's that guy i mean he's that guy that you hate him if he's not on your team sure you know because he's he's that guy that gets in the face of your star player he is bugging the the, you know what
4: yeah he
2: went to the same uh, alma mater right Texas.
3: Now, uh, false alarm. My wife was not locked out. What happened was, Harry, the male person was at the door banging the hell at the door. It's not a male man. It's a male person. Well, it's a woman, but I. Oh, I okay. It's the a male lady. Do you say that? Male lady. I've never said that before in my life. The lady mailman?
2: The male woman. It's uh, the lady mailman. <laughs> so there's this. Hold on. I'll tell you Hold on what pronouns does she
3: use i don't know i didn't ask all right i just asked what people's names are that's this, what i'm gonna do i just call you by your
2: name yeah it's tough enough for me to remember people's names seriously
4: live from the o'reilly auto park studios here's Aton shander barrett brooks and harry mays
3: all right it's a false alarm here and what happened instead was the lady mailman or the mail person or the mail lady was banging on the door incessantly Harry like I thought it was as loud as what I said I thought it was which is my wife who is again locked out can't get in banging on the door has a couple of bags I'm sure from like Target or wherever that she shouldn't be carrying anyway yelling at me that why the hell in the first place would you lock the door so instead it's this black package that's like super black saran wrapped Mm. and it's got You talk about pronouns. It's got letters that look to me like they're either Russian or possibly East uh, of an Eastern European dialect. Right. No English at all, but just the characters look similar. So she says signature required. And it's addressed to my wife. And I'm thinking, no way. There's just what is this? What Mm -hmm. is this coming from Russia or the Czech Republic that is a signature, a required signature? Well, this is what it was.
2: Oh, what is that? Like a little, uh, what do they call that? That's if you put it above the crib, right?
3: Yeah. It's a, it's a mobile mobile. That oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a, that's a quality item right there. Yeah. What, so you that, got a bear on there. Is that a bear? Yep.
3: Yeah, we got a bear on here. We got a couple of trees. We got a moon <laughs> mountains. See? Wow. It was worth it. All right. <laughs> well, at least it didn't come from China. I don't know where it came from. It might have, it might have just bypassed. It might have taken a pit stop somewhere in uh the old Serb Republic. I, I don't know where it was. Jeez, it was t- I'm telling you, it was it was a very shady situation where normally I've got these packages. Have you ever gotten one of these before? What? Like the, th- there's this from- thing where they would randomly send seeds or just a package that you would get from Amazon and it would come from China, it would come mm-hmm. randomly. From China, and it wasn't anything in it or anything like that, as far as like, you know, a virus and all. But I'm just saying, there it would rent like there was this one thing where people in China were randomly sending us seeds. Do you remember that? Seeds, like seeds, it would just be like little flower seeds. seeds. Yeah, but people didn't know what they were. So, of course, we're idiots here. Mm -hmm. And you would see people opening up the box and be like, man, I got these seeds, and they start eating them or whatever it may be. Or like, eat them. Yes, you're
2: who does that. I'm telling you, it was a disgrace. (laughs) I don't even remember this being a thing.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next break, just take a sec. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole about seeds. I just wanted to uh, alert the room that false alarm. All right. We're in a false. Now, we should, but we're going to get to tonight. Kyle Newbeck's going to join us in the next hour, and we'll talk a lot about what happened yesterday in the NBA. But I, I did hear you mention as I was racing up the stairs trying to sign for that package about Nick Mullins and every single fallout that's come as a result of Nick Mullins now signing with the Eagles, Harry.
2: Yeah. You knew it was coming, right? No, I didn't. I I really wasn't anxiously awaiting the signing of a third-string quarterback. Well,
3: I'm saying – the no, no, no. Not that you were awaiting that, but you knew the reaction of whoever it was if they had a name associated. And Mullins has started a bunch of games in the yeah NFL. for the San
2: Francisco yeah, yeah. under as Shanahan a of injury now
3: right it's right. right right. But you know it's all this stuff about oh do they really believe in Jalen Hurts and I mean Nick Mullins does he see the field this year? You think yeah
2: you you hope not. I mean I you know he, he might be as good as Nick or Joe Flacco is at this point in his career though. Yeah, but they're both threes. Right. Right? Right, they're both threes. You're exactly right. So they have what they don't know yet is a one. Because they, they're they're this is his year to prove that that he belongs in uh Jalen Hurts and then they got two threes. Yeah. And so it'd be like that- having a, a pitching staff where you don't know if you really have an ace yet and then you you know, you got a couple of threes and fours. You don't really you don't have much. No, you don't. No. You really
3: don't. And that's the thing, Philly's kind of dealt with that for a while, trying to figure out their number one. I think now Nola has pitched into that, but there are plenty of people that will tell you that
2: Nola is is a 1A. I think he's the, the two he's on the staff, two and two. Wheeler's number one.
3: Well, but I'm saying just as far as when you look at in comparison to the number ones, we have this mm-hmm. conversation about, oh, is he a number one wide receiver, right? Right, right. We have a number one, and I think for the most part, here we look at Nola and Wheeler Really, as you mentioned it, Wheeler has has moved into that 1-2 spot. Mm-hmm. But I don't think either one of them, when you look at who the true ones are around the league, are starting over them.
2: Does that make well, sense? Well, I think Wheeler's Wheeler? in the room. I think okay. he's in the room. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty okay. good. Now, oh, you know, well, Nola was really good right. yesterday. But, you know, they swept the Yankees. The Yankees are... Earned- there, Yeah, this ain't your father's Yankees. No. Right? Uh, I think they have an identical record, so I think they're both one, <laughs> one game over 500, the Phillies yeah. and the Yankees. Now the Phillies, are going to find out if they're for real because they're going out west.
3: Which we know they're not for real. Yeah. And it's going to be a harsh awakening because you got all beefed up on home cooking here against the Yankees team that absolutely sucks. And I'm sorry, but it's hard to really build any hope or long-term strategy off of that. I mean, I'm more confident in Nick
2: Mullins than I do the Philadelphia Phillies, don't you? Well, I'm reading a tweet here regarding Nick Mullins from John McMullen, our own John McMullen, who you can hear every morning on Birds 365, along with Jody McDonald on the Jacob Media YouTube page. He says the issue with Nick Mullins was elbow surgery in January, so he wasn't going to be available for spring work anywhere. Original fear was uh, Tommy John surgery that would have kept him out of the 2021 season entirely. Ended up being a less serious procedure, and he'll be ready for camp. He's a camp arm, yeah. A camp arm that that is
3: probably going to outwork or just probably outperform Joe Flacco.
2: Could right? be, yeah. Could I mean,
3: it's pretty much where we are right now. Yeah, in this off season, that. It, Hasn't really changed significantly, right?
2: No. And Zach Ertz is still on the team. No.
3: That's another thing. Where, yeah. uh, I saw Buffalo rumored over the weekend, or maybe that was Friday. There's nothing. At this point, or at what point maybe, do we start looking at Zach Ertz just being back and, and not this tight end that other teams have coveted?
2: Right? Yeah, I mean I saw the Bills rumors too to go along with the you know the Colts have been rumored for quite a while reunite with Carson Wentz and Frank Reich could be a nice story. Jacksonville, a lot of people are still saying Jacksonville simply because he's way better of an option than Tim Tebow.
3: Yeah, I would do that. I mean, if I'm the Eagles and or if you're the Jags, what's the argument that no, we've got a tight end already on this roster?
2: Yeah, I mean, if I'm Zach Ertz, though, I'd rather go to somewhere like Buffalo or Indianapolis. Absolutely. You don't want to get
3: your Ertz yourself. Absolutely. You do not. You're telling Howie Roseman, please, man. Like, I know we don't get along, allegedly.
2: Or just release me, man.
3: Exactly. Or I'm going to retire at this point, right? Wouldn't you threaten retirement if a trade to Jacksonville was on the horizon?
2: Yeah, I know. You know, it's, it's anybody's guess how well you know, uh, Urban Meyer is going to do down there. He's got a great young quarterback, but it's going to take some time. This is not something where they're going to become some overnight sensation. So Zach Ertz, you know, in his final couple of years in the league, I think would much rather just go to a team that he knows is pretty much playoff ready and Buffalo could win a Super Bowl. Yeah.
3: Buffalo is a legit yeah Super Bowl destination. Now, Adam's exploits is Julie, Julie Ertz would probably love Florida, though. Not Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, right? they, they, when yeah. you say Florida, you need to be, the state is way too big for you to not be specific. Michael. That's
2: basically Georgia. Seriously.
3: Yeah. yeah. I it's mean, Southern like, Georgia. Th- that's not even panhandle. Like, right. Like that, <laughs> no, that's, that's Southern different.
2: Alabama. Yeah, the exactly. Panhandle. Yeah.
3: Yes. So, I mean, you're in a situation now. That's what I'm saying, though, as far as like expectation. You know, you get a Mm -hmm. higher expectation or maybe a less deflation when you go to the panhandle versus Jacksonville. I don't know what you're expecting going to Jacksonville, but you are deflated immediately upon arrival. At least, you know, not to get your
2: hopes up when you head to the panhandle. Yeah, I mean, it's not Jupiter. It's not Palm Beach. No, it's it's
3: what people think. Oh, yeah, man, we crossed the border into
2: Florida. It's (laughs) all the same. Like once you're in Florida, it's all the same. No, it's it's very different.
3: Orlando, Harry. Right, right. Minus the Disney crap. (laughs) It's not even Orlando the city. No. Oh, former quarterback from the San Francisco 49ers. Nick
2: Mullins is causing everybody to go crazy. Absolutely crazy. It's kind of a strange signing, though, don't you think? Like well, the, the both of the backups for for Jalen Hurts, it's kind of bizarre. Interesting. In in what capacity here? Because I I don't I think you might be onto something. Well, I mean, I don't know. They just don't seem they're 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 different types of quarterbacks. Yeah, with varying with totally different skill sets.
3: I thought you meant more as a regard from who's in front of them, like maybe this is a best possible scenario that you could go out and get camp arms that aren't remember, they let that Newman kid go, right? So now you start to look at the camp arms and it's like, they're trying to get the best value for who's available right now. Mm -hmm. So maybe that is another subtle. Yeah. We just need to make sure that in the event Jalen hurts, isn't it or the event Jalen hurts gets hurt or the event Jalen hurts just is not who we thought he was we have somebody we can go to that's
2: not a rookie from an undrafted rookie from UCF right right guys that have have started games in the league I mean Joe Fleck has won a Super Bowl but yes this, you know, many many moons ago but yeah but, I get you know, I get what you mean
3: like Paul Millsap right Paul Millsap yeah. is an all-star that's coming off the bench that could get you eight minutes or can get you 20 minutes and you're never concerned about him on the floor because you're not expecting him, even in those 20 minutes, to get you a ton of uh, productivity. You're just expecting him to make the right decisions, mm-hmm. right? That's what veterans.
2: Because do. Because he's a veteran. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yes.
3: So I, I look. I don't know. I, I have no idea if Nick Mullins is going to be the two or or what have you. But it just feels like they're trying to either surround, which is a good thing, Jalen Hurts with some veterans, and maybe you know maybe we're looking at it the wrong way. Maybe. To give the Eagles some credit, they think, all right, we need as many veteran voices in that room to help Jalen mm-hmm. Hurts. And if Nick Mullins and Joe Flacco come in with the behind the scenes understanding of, hey, man, you ain't playing unless this young man goes down this year, mm-hmm. then
2: they are going to help. Yeah. I mean, you know, Nick Mullins has been in the league for what, two or three years? He's not like he's some sage. No,
3: no, no. You know? I, but I he
2: started games.
3: Exactly. He yeah. started games, he's played in the NFL. He can break tape down and help provide insight in that room. He's not right. right. I think Flacco is probably the bigger thing. But here's the other thing, too, is Mullins is expected or could be expected to come in and not screw stuff up. Your team may not be good enough to overcome Nick Mullins. They may not be good enough to overcome Jalen Hurts Mm -hmm. at this point. His good play is what I mean. But I think at this point, Joe Flacco, like, if you had the option, wouldn't you rather go to Nick Mullins than Joe Flacco?
2: Um, yeah, probably. It's right. neither, neither one is a great option, but yeah, just
3: think, because
2: Flacco, I think, is just you know he's this is it.
3: I mean, it's not it, it, right now. He is. It's yeah. it's like, and here's the thing: you can't. I think now look back at how the Joe Flacco reaction was and ask it to hold true, which is. Man, the Eagles don't trust Hurts. The Eagles don't trust, you know, the future. Hurts. The Eagles are going to go to Joe Flacco in Week Three if he's struggling. The Eagles brought Nick Mullins in so they don't have to go to Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest takeaway about Nick Mullins right now. Right. Uh yeah, and, and look, we have confirmation from play action real about Fred Durst <laughs> being from Jacksonville. So that
2: just confirms everything we've said about the city. What well, What was the name of the band, the group that he? Limp biscuit. Limp biscuit, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah, late 90s stuff, right? Yeah, somebody yeah. made them famous, and then it was downhill ever since. Mm. Downhill, isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. Maybe they maybe they brought Nick Mullins in so they can get a little uh you know advance scouting on the week two opponent, the 49ers. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, yeah, you don't think that Mullins is gonna give a big breakdown? Yeah, well, he probably could, but that's, you know. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick one here. We have some audio to play.
3: We have some things that happened yesterday. Now, we still await word. I can't imagine that Kyrie Irving plays the next game, but look, the guy was walking off the floor. So yeah. we'll talk about that coming up. It's the middle here, the Jacob Media YouTube page. Hit us up. You're new. Or you haven't done it already, there's plenty of time. Hit us with the like. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel as well. And we're back in three on Sports Map Radio. So. This is
2: a funny tweet from your boy Coggin Toboggin. Oh, yeah? He goes, I have a theory that 95% of the Atlanta Hawks fans are just people wandering inside of the arena to get out of the heat. Can anyone confirm? It's not bad.
3: <laughs> I think you can make that argument with a lot of places. Yeah. Miami, yeah, L.A. Yeah. Think about it, right? Yep. Think about how think about how many people are in town in L.A. for whatever reason, and think, oh yeah, let's catch a Laker game. Let's go and to look, the
2: lake. Let's go to the yeah. Staples Center for yeah. something,
3: especially yeah. for the Clippers. I mean, I know that there's a probably like a smaller version of the Flyer faithful there, but come on,
4: right?
2: Yeah. uh, Kyrie left the arena on crutches is that right? yeah he was in a walking boot and uh, using crutches to leave the arena well I saw him
3: walking off the floor though
2: Right. I think this was, you know, after the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So like a lot of that is preventative, right? A lot of that is like, okay, you know, he's going to get the best preventative care not to move stuff. Right. Like basically stay there and treat it like it's much more serious, but no, I, I think you're looking at the rest of this series. I mean, what's two weeks from now?
2: Well, Danny Green's out at least what, two to five. They said,
3: yeah. Am I the only one that's like, so what?
2: No, I know. And he really wasn't doing much of anything anyway.
3: Yeah. Look, we'll talk to Kyle about it too, but I can't, I I think you were as well. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, he's too old to defend anybody of of note on the perimeter anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's not like he was knocking down threes at an incredible, I know he hits corner threes, but he really wasn't doing much in the playoffs. Right. I applied to this
3: Odyssey job just to see if, if I would just to dare them to give me an email back saying I didn't get it. What what job? It's I don't know some house that they had for like some sports betting like it's all online stuff so it's oh. like, it was like once or twice some weekend thing. And uh I just did it just to just to dare them to
2: send me one of those form letters. That he, yes was known for. He, he was hitting forty percent of his threes during the season. Danny Green.
3: Yeah, I, I I understand he's a basketball player that helps this team. I just think the absence of this him is, is the
4: middle. I, I don't know. Sports map radio network.
2: In his last three playoff games, though, he was two
3: of 14 from
4: three.
3: Yeah, just kind of figuring out two injuries. One's really big across the board, which is Kyrie Irving is out for the Brooklyn Nets. We'll see, in fact, how long. We haven't had any word as of yet. Some people believe he could be back in a couple of games. Some people believe it's two to three weeks, which... Could mean after the Brooklyn Nets season, depending on how things play out, especially down James Harden, who ain't coming back this round. So although they did get Jeff Green back, who is a very subtle help to a team that is not strong up front and does a ton to alleviate some pressure from Kevin Durant. But that aside, that's the big one. And it almost is like, all right, let's put that one on the table really quick because – We kind of have to get through the Danny Green injury first on our standpoint and then fold in like you're folding an egg into a recipe, the Kyrie Irving as the backdrop. So let's start with the injury to Danny Green. I saw Danny Green go down. I was really disappointed first and foremost for Danny Green. This is a guy who's a champion, and anybody in the playoffs is going to ramp it up. He's a competitor. So first and foremost, I was disappointed for him.
2: Yeah, no doubt. My bet I mean, was my bet
3: was cooked as far as the over two and a half threes. Uh, nothing I can do there. Uh, I lost a little bit of money on DFS because he was a pretty big anchor. I was expecting him to go off that game, so I had plenty of reason to be upset. Is my point? I was not. And the main thing, Harry, is because I'm thinking to myself, yeah, it sucks to have a guy out that you can't go to, but between Furkan Corkmaz, Shake Milton. And Matisse Thibault, okay. Yeah, don't have Danny Green, okay.
2: They'll survive it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to be anything that's going to prevent them from advancing. You know, against the Atlanta Hawks, or you know, I don't know. He's out at least two weeks apparently because it's it's a calf strain. So he's out at least two weeks. Now, how does that if this series goes six games? That means he's probably he would miss he's going to probably miss the first three or four games of the next series. Right.
3: Right. You would think that Danny green is most likely going to be out for, well, the next two games, right. It's unfortunate about that game one, because then you would have had him back most likely at the start of that next series. But what, like game two, game three of the Eastern conference, of the Eastern
2: conference finals. Yeah, Yeah,
3: probably. Now look, they're going to beat Atlanta. They should beat Atlanta tonight. I, I can't imagine that they lose to Atlanta. They're still, or they were at one point this morning, a 147 to 150 money line play. I imagine that's gone up. Yeah, it's 154. Okay. I mean, look, the line sits in front of me, Harry, at three. it's a little, three. Yeah, it's a little juice to the over where I am. And the money line is minus 154. It's not great EV, I understand that. But at the same time, like this is one of these where you bet two units to win what? One, one and a basically a little over one.
2: You know, the
3: money money line's like minus 150 area. Yeah, I have it at 154. So I imagine it's gonna sprinkle up and down. The point of it is that it's not a minus two hundred, it's not minus one eighty. No, it's not unworkable. Look, a lot of times you find value on the board and you don't want to lay the 3 i get it be- especially because it's juiced to the high point but this is one of the few times where i would justify doing a, a 2 for 1 type bet you know you're you're essentially a li- you're getting a little bit more than 2 for 1 back but you're essentially laying two units here you're laying $200 to win 154 that's just saying if your unit size is 100 i don't know what it is i'm just saying in general like yeah but just just to make the money line math work i don't have a
2: problem with that at all I you know I think you might see you know one last gasp from the Hawks here tonight.
3: I yes I agree.
2: Like I, I don't think they're gonna they're not rolling over.
3: No, and look I wouldn't take that three point line just in concern from that. But here's the one thing that I can't get over is how streaky Atlanta is and how much they rely on Bogey, Herder, and Gallinari mm-hmm. because. Trey Young has been effectively limited to mitigated in this series. Right. So, you know, in order for that to work, in order for the Hawks, like it's one thing if it's Milwaukee, right? Down 2-0, they've got a former MVP in the league, Chris Middleton, who was basically dead on the floor reviving himself yeah Drew holiday coming back as well like it's one thing if you have proven guys in the league you can point to my concern about you saying this is the one last gasp for Atlanta on the Hawks standpoint is do they have the bodies and talent to to make that one last gasp more than a quarter or a half
2: well I mean if if, uh Herter and Gallinari play the way they did in, in game one You know, they start knocking down some three-pointers. I mean, that's their game, right? That's, yes. You know? Live and die. Same thing to make you laugh, Harry. Foul trouble and three-pointers. Getting certain people in foul trouble for the Sixers and hitting early threes. Milwaukee hit early threes in that game yesterday. They really came out with a lot of fight. Yeah. I was impressed. That was beyond impressive. Yeah. They're playing, like, season on
3: the line. And you saw them as soon as Kyrie was out. They were able to take full advantage and and pounce all over. Right, right. Then they
2: stepped on the accelerator. Yeah, Yeah.
3: absolutely. I mean, I couldn't believe it. They were in game. They were talking about Irving. I went to the book, and it was still like minus 130. Mm -hmm. How is that possible, man? I don't know how people aren't paying attention. All right, we're back in three across the board here. And an hour from now, Kyle Newbeck. We'll talk about this Kyrie Irving thing. Maybe a little more Nick Mullins. You never know.
1: If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, The savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, pure bull dry rub, and our favorite, Huckenfot. What's that? Huckenfot. Go now to steersnacks.com.
5: In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit the Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign
6: up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at delawarevalleysportscenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss.
7: Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It.
5: The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m.
3: So, uh, was this on Saturday or Sunday? I think it was Saturday. I was watching the. Well, I had a bet on it. It was the Netherlands Ukraine.
2: Is this this Euro 2020 thing?
3: Yeah. yeah. So I was trying to cash out. Like I was, I kept trying to cash out, cash out, cash out, and it wouldn't let me. So I was all pissed off that I couldn't cash out, and then the bet hit.
4: You're listening to the middle on the sports map. Such an idiot. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
3: I'm gonna. I, I know you're not paying attention to it, but you never know out there. I'm gonna give out a couple of winners here. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one was a bet boost that they capped me at $6.67. They would not let me bet over that amount of money. What? Yes. Uh, Now, maybe it's because I cleared, uh, you know, four digits this weekend following a a pretty sharp mind in tennis and soccer and then adding live bets in the NBA. So I, I don't know what happened. I am not sharp in any capacity. I just told you a scenario where I tried to cash out of a bet that eventually hit. So I'm an idiot. But I, I thought that was pretty ridiculous. Like you have a bet boost for Robert Lewandowski of Poland who mm-hmm. scored two or more goals, who's a goal scoring machine, yeah, plus 750. I want to lay a little more than 667.
2: It's six dollars and sixty-seven cents. Yeah. Not even worth your time.
3: No, I mean, look, it, it you know, you're gonna net about 50 bucks, but yeah, you're right. Like, mm. and, and it's not whether or not this bet hits, it's as Harry will tell you. It's the principle of it. Yeah. It's the jacket. You Did you take uh,
2: NC State in the College World Series upset over Arkansas? No, was that a pretty big upset from a money standpoint though? You I'm not sure them. what the number was, but I know that, you know, they were Arkansas was was a favorite to win it all. Yeah. They were one of the favorites to win it all with Vanderbilt and a couple other ones. Ridiculous, man. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I I don't know what their odds were as far as like long shot odds, Mm -hmm. but absolutely ridiculous. Now you talk about odds and shift of odds. How about the futures here for the NBA finals? Brooklyn is still plus 250. They are still the Sixers right now are plus 600. Wow. Yes. Bucks, 475. Suns, 375. Jazz, 333. Look, even the Clippers, I know that the Jazz have looked better in wins, but even the Clippers sit at plus 800. But what were the
2: Suns again?
3: 375, 135 points more on the return than the Nets in the favorite spot.
2: Really impressive job out of them, sweeping uh, Denver.
3: You know, I'm amazed at, and look, Twitter, whatever, people just talking, I get it. It's not the best barometer for humanity, but I'm amazed at like, no, I get it. You know, people are upset. Joel Embiid didn't win the MVP, but you know what? We brought Kurt Healan on. We brought people on that vote for this award. And Healan even said the last time he was on, he would be surprised if Embiid's name was even on the ballot because he missed so many games. Mm. But Harry, like I get it as a fan. You're upset that your guy, Joel, not you specifically, I'm not addressing you. So the stream doesn't go on some sort of tangent here, but I think it's crazy To look at what Jokic did without Jamal Murray, and the fact that they won a playoff series, and say, "Oh, he sucks," or devalue him. No, you want to make an argument that Joel Embiid is a better basketball player? I'm all for it, but it's not like this guy was undeserving of accolades.
2: No, No, and and you know, availability is is a big ability. Okay, and Joel Embiid missed too many games. Do I think he's a better overall? You know, player, yes, I do. I think he's impossible. To, you know, he's an impossible matchup, impossible to guard, and he's tremendous when he's healthy. But he just didn't play in enough games. And you know what, Harry? Nobody did. Like, think about it Chris Paul
3: got hurt, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant got hurt, Joel Embiid got hurt, guys got hurt. So, Jokic won this award by default. But it's not because they have to give it to some second-tier guy. Same thing about yeah. the Suns. And, and, again, I'm I'm looking at this and thinking, and I know you've been watching and paying attention. Our boy PGF and his crew has been all over the Suns from the, yeah. the start of the season. But The
2: college kids were all the over the Suns. Kid, yes. yes. yes.
3: yes. So from early on. I can attest
2: it. to that from way back in, like, February.
3: They're retweeting the hell out of their mm-hmm. future picks from back then, and rightfully so. But, again – People, I think, are watching this and thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. The Suns have been, first off, a cover machine all year. We've been talking about that. But they're one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, and they have been one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. So you don't have Jamal Murray, and you have one guy in the middle. I'm surprised Denver
2: didn't get swept in three games. (laughs) Can you do that? Can you sweep them in three games? I think so. They just wave the white flag for the fourth game, say, no, we're out. I think so. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to let you forfeit. We don't have a chance. And did you know, speaking of the Suns, Devin Booker and Kendall Jenner just celebrated their 1-year anniversary. Is that right? Did you know that? I did
3: not know that, Harry. Yeah. Uh, hey, Stone Carson, daddy. Uh no, speaking of which, we have to mention Seinfeld today. It, there's a famous scene on the anniversary of it. But no, I did not realize. Hmm. Is this possible? Hold on a second. We know about the little B
2: curse. That's where I thought you were
3: going to go. Yes. Yes. Is Booker. And now I really hate to do it to the college kids, PGF or anybody else, because I love and I think that there is something here, an actual theory slash conspiracy theory that I'm going to push for the Phoenix Suns. But. Wow, that
2: just threw a complete wrench in Mm -hmm. my thought process because the kardashian curse is real harry i thought i thought it was unless it's just been uh it's been ended i don't know but when is it going to kick in is my question well
3: i think what the problem with the kardashian curse is that it's got some serious bite to it this isn't like Moctezuma's revenge where you're sitting on the toilet Moctezuma's right? revenge oh, i know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> What is Mock you never heard that Russo. That's why I said it with that. Oh my God! I got to get um, what's it called? I got to get Babchek to send that cut. Are you serious? He did that. Uh, He called it mock. He called it Mock That's why I always say mock. So, you know, this is something where I think it has you believing that the curse doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Like, is there no better curse? than having you led right to the promised land only to turn around and say no you may not enter right so i think booker's going to make it to the nba finals and the curse is going to settle in right when he thinks he has gold wow. he's going to
2: reach out for it as an illusion and wouldn't it be unbelievable uh just karma yes. if it was ben simmons who shut him down in the nba finals defensively and got his ultimate revenge that would be something here see these Even are these are storylines family
3: as an avatar, avatar is something i did not think we would go down here but yes i think mm-hmm. you're right now that would i, I, be I awesome. have one concern though is that we've seen this before there's no obvious champion right now especially with kyrie irving out right like, with I'm the with the brooklyn injury happened.
2: situation definitely yeah
3: so here's my concern it levels the
2: playing field significantly
3: And that's where I think the Suns have a major narrative advantage, okay? And here's why. The Suns have a guy in Chris Paul who is the last, he's like the last samurai, right? Mm -hmm. He's like the last guy hanging on that is a true impact player that hasn't won. He's better than Paul George. Like, he's the guy
2: that still hasn't won it, right? Right. But you said hanging on. I don't like that terminology because he's not a guy he's not like one of these old guys that just signed with a team to go to the finals you know after he's broken down and he's 39 years old he's still a a really good player absolutely and i didn't
3: mean when i said hanging on that that's not what i meant terminology because you're right you're right to call it on me so it's not hanging on it it's still in the league Mm -hmm. but but again performing at such a high level right to where He's like the last of these guys who hasn't won that when he wins, it would solidify him being not only a hall of famer, which he is, but arguably one of the best point guards of all time. No, no doubt. You yeah. can start looking at him in that same category. So I, and he's 36. He just turned 36 in May. He'll be 37 next year. I don't know if you'll get many MVP seasons from him moving forward. So the point being, Harry, is that he may not have enough time left in the NBA to lead a team like this to a championship. Yeah. This could
2: could be the window right here.
3: Yes. And you know, the NBA loves narratives and and refs love narratives too. So that's a big thing for me. Hmm. Another one is you won't find a better failure to success, at least right now in the NBA playoffs coaching story than Monty Williams. Oh yeah. Monty Williams was run out of new Orleans. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. Chris Paul was part of that. Like this dude doesn't know what he's doing. And it's like this growth, this story of growth, right? He's now turned into one of the leagues, if not the league's best coach.
2: Right. Yeah,
3: it's a good story. No doubt about it. And then you have Devin Booker, where the NBA is constantly fighting this narrative of big city markets. And, oh, the NBA is only good when Boston and New York are good, or New York Mm -hmm. and L.A. are good. And constantly fighting this narrative, although it's not technically true, that, smaller markets can't win. And guys like Devin Booker, as we're seeing right now with Damian Lillard, were called to get out, get out, get out while you can. Leave Phoenix while you can. Well, is there no better statement of how wrong that would be if the Suns were to move on and win the NBA championship? And if you're still not convinced of my conspiracy theory, then let me leave you with this last point, Harry Mays, Mm -hmm. before you take a big breath and respond to everything. The NBA allowing the Philadelphia 76ers to win a championship this year would be directly rewarding the process.
2: No question. And I don't yeah. think
3: they want to be public about that.
2: No, I, I I'm with you on that, 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 that worries me. But then you'd you look at, at Phoenix, Phoenix has a bunch of lottery picks on that team too. They just didn't outwardly say they were tanking. Yeah. I mean, but where did Aiton was the number one pick? What was he one or two? Deandre uh, Ayton, I think, I think he was won. number one. Yeah. Yeah. Bridges was a trade, but he was a lottery pick first round. Pick, and Devin yeah. Booker is a lottery pick.
3: Yep. But that's, the, we've seen this though. Yeah. Right. We've seen this with the Clippers for years. We've seen this where if it's the Mavs a couple of years, like we've seen this where guys have still been drafted early and it hasn't worked out, but now comes the arrival of Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden it's like, it completes the story which is, yeah, you still need to draft. You still need to bring people in internally. But Phoenix was a destination for Chris Paul, Mm -hmm. rightfully so or wrong, based on the content of it. That's what happened. That was pretty crazy, man. Yeah.
2: and, And did you see what Steph Curry did?
3: What the comment
2: about what Steph or Seth? No, Steph. No, I missed this. He says he's now he's now a full-on Sixers fan, and he's predicting the Sixers and the Jazz make it to the NBA Finals and the Sixers win it. Well, I think they stand a much better chance against the Phoenix
3: Suns than they do the Utah Jazz. I think Rudy Gobert, mm-hmm. for the people that still think that Ben Simmons got snubbed in some warped surrounding or reality, Rudy Gobert, man – And I know people hate numbers and hate stats and everything like that, but a lot of basketball numbers are just basically simple stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how close you are to an opposing shooter, like how fast or, or how many feet there are between you and an opposing shooter. Yeah. That's an advanced analytic, but it's also something that's been done since the inception of the game, which is put your hand in somebody's face. Mm -hmm. It's just as simple as that. And go bear, go bears a problem, but I don't know, man. Like, I don't think Phoenix. I don't think Phoenix loses to Utah. Personally, if I had to choose between those two, I think Phoenix is good enough defensively. Where Gobert would have to score twenty a night to overcome a lot of what Phoenix is going to take away from Utah.
2: Does Utah win the night? What's that series? Two one now, right?
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm really torn here in LA. So this is what I did. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you what I did in the break. Even more reason to stick around, hang with us. Make sure you leave us a like. Make sure you subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. We are live and local, of course, from the Fritz and Cooley Law Studio. If you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz, directly a tough lawyer for a tough town. The Middle is sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. I'll tell you what I did tonight, Harry. Get your thoughts on the two-leg parlay for the NBA games. Okay. It's the Middle. We're back in three on the network. Now. I took the Sixers on the money line, and I took the Clippers' money line first quarter.
2: You took Clippers' first quarter.
3: Yeah, and Sixers to win money okay. line. Um, I think the, the safest bet is what the Clippers have been doing all series and getting up and ahead in that first quarter, even when they lose.
2: It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kincaid must have been listening to the show. Oh, no. He just tweeted, Lewandowski to score at plus 102 feels like really good value.
6: Yeah.
3: Well, you should tweet him and tell him at least (laughs) he uttered us. Hold on. Should we send something out? Man, I had to scarf that. Starving.
2: Yeah, what were you eating there?
3: This is from Giant. It's a little bit of macaroni and beef. It comes in this bowl. You just heat it up.
2: As your beefaroni.
3: Yeah, a little beefaroni. <laughs> but it comes in like this nice package. Yeah. This healthy thing on front. So you feel better about it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Great. It's
3: a little beef. I got to tell. I gotta Something
2: Schwartzman would eat.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a
2: beefaroni, Mesh. Look.
3: I'm bouncing, man. I don't have time to eat after this show.
2: Um 91 LSX. Rudy Gobert, not Pierre Robert. <laughs> that's fantastic. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's too good.
3: I like that. Might have to go Poland here. You know?
2: Didn't the player almost die on the pitch this yeah. weekend in that Euro thing?
4: Yeah.
2: And then they made the team go out and finish the game, didn't they? So that should have been a return bet. <laughs> Come on. I, I lost that bet as a result of that. How the hell do you not void that bet? I can't believe. Yeah. I mean, they, they paid the John Rom bets for crying yeah, out loud a couple James weeks Harden. ago. Yeah. Look, I get the Rom stuff
3: because of COVID, but look, they paid back a James Harden injury. Yeah.
2: I'm just glad they didn't void that Kyrie Irving bet because I imagine that being on that field, whether you are the opponent or the teammate, no, and you almost see this guy die, and then you got to go finish the game. Makes no sense. Crazy. No, no sense. That game should have
3: been suspended, voided, not from a betting standpoint, but in life standpoint, and and played the next day. There's there's no way from a logistical standpoint they couldn't justify doing that to have those guys go you didn't know if your star player if your leader was dead mm-hmm. you had no idea and right. you're asking these guys to go out and play yeah just go
2: finish the game guys don't worry about it what an insult man total insult
4: this is the middle on the sports map
2: i've got a great fake news story oh nice Rocket.
4: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May.
3: Now I'm told Kevin Kincaid has stolen content and repurposed it for his own on Twitter. Is that accurate?
2: Well, I'm not saying that he's he stole the content, but it is kind of interesting that uh you mentioned the name of a hockey player that is, you know, it's not soccer. really a or soccer player. I'm sorry. Uh, that's not really on the tip. I know he's a star, but it's you know it's not like he's mentioned a lot on sports radio. Lewandowski, right? right? And I see you know noted soccer honk Kevin Kincaid tweet just about three minutes after that that he's eyeing up a little value on Lewandowski at plus one hundred and two. You think okay, that's a coincidence?
3: T- I'm tweeting this as you speak. It is that you know how when we have guests on. Yeah. Kyle Newbeck may say something at 1240 about Joel Embiid that we want to tweet to let everybody know, like what a guest says, right? Right, right, right. Quote that and tag Kincaid and put it out there. Is that okay? That sounds sounds great. Okay. Just a few minutes after that, he's eyeing up some value on the same player. Same player. Yeah. Coincidence? I think not. Okay. I want to make sure that I am properly quoting you here. So that you don't respond like a guest and says, "You know, I never said that." <laughs> didn't Andrew Brandt used to do that to you guys a lot?
2: Um, great Yes. Not, not a lot, but, but I think it, it happened he once.
3: Complicated stuff he was talking about, and I think some you know idiots were like, oh, "Man, I heard Andrew Brandt say this," and he had to be like,
2: "Dude, I didn't say that." Right, right, right. Well, I mean, he's he's a very technical guy. I mean, he's a, he's an attorney. I mean, he wants yes. he doesn't want to be misquoted. Absolutely, and I don't blame him.
5: Yes, All right.
3: <laughs> he
2: was a great guest.
3: Here is the quote. I think it's kind of interesting that Shanda show mentioned a soccer player to score a goal. And I see noted soccer honk, Kevin Kincaid tweet just a few minutes after that. He's eyeing up some value on the same player. (laughs) That's a good tweet. I think not quote dot, dot, dot Harry Mays. That's a good tweet. (laughs) Look, doesn't matter. Uh, He's immediately responding. See, look, that's a man who responded from that tweet way too fast. Unless he was already watching what we were doing. I'm uh-huh. sorry. I think you might be to something. Harry. I agree. I'm going to slide in Poland real quick before we take one. We're back in three here. It's hour two coming your way. Harry's got a fake news story that's going to preempt Ron Culver. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right. We'll do that coming up next.
1: If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Go now to Steersnacks.com.
5: In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations.
2: Now it's an anniversary today. You know this? Uh, in addition to Devin Booker and uh, yes, Kendall Jenner. Who?
3: Yes, an anniversary again. I don't want to get burned playing this, but audio, I believe we can play.
2: Hello, Newman. I hate
1: Keith Nashus. Hate him. I despise him.
4: <laughs> why?
3: I'll tell you why. No, let me tell. Now you can't tell. You me. always tell it. All right, tell I it. it. You just tell it. <laughs>
1: June 14th, 1987, Mets, Phillies were enjoying a beautiful afternoon in the right field stands when a crucial Hernandez error opens the door to a five-run Phillies ninth, cost the Mets the game.
2: Our day was ruined. There was a lot of people, you know, they're waiting by the players' parking lot. Now, we're coming down the ramp. Newman was in front of me. Hernandez was coming toward us. As he passes us, Newman turns and says, nice game, pretty boy.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that has continued past us up the ramp.
1: Then, a second later, something happened that changed us in a very deep and profound way
6: from that day forward. He wasn't.
2: He spit on us.
3: <laughs> and I screamed out, I made it!
2: How great is that? That's, that was phenomenal. The now, second spitter. <laughs> the second spitter, yes. I yeah. mean,
3: the whole Roger thing.
2: McDowell, wasn't it?
3: Yes, it was Roger yeah.
2: McDowell. Great call right there.
3: <laughs> now, is that the best appearance by an athlete on a sitcom ever? Because there are a couple that come to mind, including, mind you, on this very same show mm-hmm. a little later in the series. But that's got to be like. Right there at the top, if, if you were ever just randomly, I don't know, coming to contact, hey, uh, it was the most famous appearance by an athlete on a sitcom? Well, what about King of Queens? I, I mean, we talked about this before. I don't remember. There weren't any? Lou Ferrigno is, is you know, I don't yeah. know if you count him. No, I mean, they had guest stars on there,
2: but there was never a famous. Was there ever one on Everybody Loves Raymond because he was a sports writer? I'm his sure. character.
3: That's a great one.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is a great so. one. So, oh, Cheers, uh, Cheers. Wasn't Kevin McHale on yeah, Cheers? He, he counted the bolts on the floor. Right. Right. Everyone loves Raymond. Yeah, that would be a great there, one. There might have been a Boston Bruins hockey player in on Cheers too, like a Cam Neely or something from back in the day.
3: Well, wasn't um, wasn't what's their names? Didn't uh, Rhea Perlman date a former Bruins goalie that was on there?
2: Oh, goalie? Who would that have been? Jerry Cheevers? I don't remember.
3: A Terry Jill Bradshaw. Gilbert? All right, hold on. You got some people in here. Terry Bradshaw was under this. All right. And everybody loves Raymond. Art Shamsky? No, I don't know. Kareem? Hmm. What Kareem's about Paulo? Big. Paul O'Neill, remember? I I mean, honestly, Seinfeld fans will tell you that the Paul O'Neill appearance was better than Keith Hernandez. Well, didn't Keith Hernandez
2: date Elaine, too, in in an episode? Yeah, in the two-episode in which he was in. Now, he
3: wasn't a great actor in it. He was a little awkward, right? He was very PayPal. It's just the second spitter that it, like, I think it's the story around Hernandez that everybody thinks is such a great one. Phenomenal. 34 (inaudible) years ago.
0: In partnership with Jacob Media.
2: You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger
6: for the ones who get it done.
4: 125 in game. The Middle starts now on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
3: Uh, We are already, see, that one tweet has elicited some responses so far, Harry. Mm -hmm. One from our guy Jeff Bruder. Another from Kincaid himself, Kevin Kincaid himself, about whether or not Christian Erskine quit on his team. Prepping the next Philly sports radio poll out there.
2: Oh, there you go. But yet there was also, and you played that Seinfeld clip during the during the break. You remember the cotton uniforms yes. uh, deal with George, right? Wasn't Buck Showalter in that episode and Danny Tartable, if I remember?
3: Yeah, Danny Tartable right? was the one. Danny Tartable was in, I think, a couple, right?
2: Yeah, Eric was Peter was randomly
3: one. in one, too. All right. So Danny Tartable, the one that I remember the most is the Danny Tartable where George took him. It to, uh, was taking him to the some gala, right? Some event. Mm-hmm. And this guy, George, thinks flips him off. Right. Mm-hmm. And instead of going to the event, Tartable is in the car with him. And Costanza has to track this guy down. And they finally track him down. And the dude is in a cast. And he's got his hands up, flipping the bird like he right. And he's like, oh, man, is that Danny Tartable? I <laughs> yeah. love that
2: guy. Yeah, he was in two episodes, the chaperone, which is the cotton uniform yes. uh, deal. And then the pledge drive, which is probably the one That's you're the talking effect.
3: about. And I think the pledge drive is also the one that introduces the eating the candy with the fork and knife.
2: Oh, yes. Because,
3: yes, I believe Tartable is doing that in the car. And George looks over and he's eating. I forget what it is, like a donut or a Snickers or something like that. I think it was a Snickers. Was it? I okay. think so. Okay. Well, no, the <laughs> Snickers was the original thing that I think Mr. Pitt was eating with a fork. Oh, right,
2: right, yeah, right, right. Think, yeah. But, Mr. Pitt know. was a great
3: character. Amazing. Amazing, right?
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. All right. Now, I do have a fake news story uh, that may preempt Ron Culver. For tomorrow but i i saw this over the weekend and i just thought it was amazing you want to get into it now
3: yeah let's do it now we have about 10 seconds before
2: we break all right i'm just going to tease it it was a uh, a hold new england now go ahead a new england lobster diver had an well, encounter we talk about
3: it here Tell had an story.
2: encounter with a whale yeah, I saw this. It Is was it a, a, a baleen whale, right? No, it was, well, I don't know. Maybe that's more specific than this. It was a humpback whale, according to this article. Michael Packard suffered okay. soft tissue damage from an incident and no severe injuries. He was released from the Cape Cod Hospital. Uh, but a little before 8 a.m. on Friday, he went into the water for his second dive of the day to retrieve lobsters from these traps from the bottom of the ocean. He's done it hundreds of times. This time he was swallowed whole by a humpback whale. The guy says is a quote. All of a sudden I felt this huge shove. And the next thing I knew I was, it was completely black End quote, could you imagine this? Well, there's a story out of the Bible about this, right? Right. Was Jonah
3: and the whale in the Bible though? Was that Old Testament? You're,
2: you're asking me.
3: Yeah. Or was that just one of these add-ons? You're, like, you're the
2: Old Testament guy. Couldn't tell you anything. <laughs> you don't have to learn the Old Testament or at least remember it for a bar mitzvah. He said his first thought passage. is he was inside a great white shark, but then he didn't feel any teeth. So then he knew he was swallowed by a whale. He says, I was completely inside. It was completely black. I thought to myself, there's no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. I'm cooked all I could think of was my little boys. they're 12 and 15 years old. you imagine that? Mm. and then he struggled inside yeah. the whale and he could feel the whale shaking its head and in about 30 to 40 seconds the whale like spit him out.
3: That must have been an experience. Is that being described at all in this? The exiting of the whale <laughs> the expulsion? yeah seriously I mean think about it right you just spit a human. Yes, and, and probably a bunch of other stuff, too, right? Right, right, right. Probably all lubed up.
2: Ugh. I would think so. I couldn't imagine that 30 to 40 seconds inside that whale's mouth thinking you're dead. You're going to get swallowed and eaten by a whale. That's but how you, you're going to go.
3: Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, Where was he? He, wa- he wasn't in
2: the stomach. He was still in the mouth. No, he was in the mouth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe a little bit in the throat.
3: Yeah, that's the thing though. Like, could you be swallowed whole and still live? Like, there's nothing that's going to break you down, right? Unless there's some sort of acid or something in there, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wonder if you could it's... just fight from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to us all the time. You eat something with a bug in it, right? right?
2: what do they do? Pump the they put they give the the whale Ipecac or whatever that stuff yeah. is that makes you throw up.
3: Absolutely.
2: They pump next, his stomach.
3: The next thing you know, that's why it's all ending up on the side of the beaches. There, they can't move anymore. So you hit them with a little bit of the right. Make sure they throw up. They vomit on the beach,
4: and they you no. Know.
3: Wow, but that's that is amazing, amazingly frightening. Yeah, as well, right?
4: Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays.
3: All right, we have Barrett's return tomorrow. Right? Are we? Uh,
2: he's scheduled to appear. Scheduled. Okay. Yes.
3: I think we're in good shape, though, right, with him coming?
2: Of course. Why wouldn't we? Be?
3: Well, I'm, I'm saying, like, we can promote that Barrett's going to be back on Tuesday, right? Yeah,
2: I don't think he's going to show up today uh, Not you up know, in, in some random appearance. Yes, I don't think yeah. so either. Right. Now,
3: I'm curious because although we don't have Ron active on the breaks, he does watch and he does peek in when we stay live on the stream. Did you have that fake news story ready to go tomorrow no. on the wh- Jonah no, and no, the whale? By,
4: by the time we get to fake news tomorrow, that's old news.
2: Yeah. Okay. This happened last
3: Friday.
4: So yeah, everyone knows about the man being swallowed by the whale.
2: Yeah, Barrett doesn't, and though. Barrett swallowed. doesn't. Barrett, you could have you
3: definitely could have fooled Barrett on that one.
2: No, that's very true. Maybe you should throw it into tomorrow's show and see if okay, we can well, fool him.
4: Um, Eitan, had you heard that story before Harry spoke of it?
2: I did. I saw it on Twitter a bunch.
4: Man, he's gotta he's gotta run into it, right?
3: No, I don't think Barrett is on social as much as us, and I don't think that it's just coming up in natural conversation. Like, is that coming up in the tarmac when they're waiting for their flight back to Philadelphia? And the boss lady's like, Hey, did you see the story about the whale? I I I don't know if it's, don't coming up. it's not coming up in conversation for me, although every now and again, you know, I'll get my wife ask some if i've seen some crazy story especially if it's sports related but I, I yeah i don't know i think you could have definitely fooled him absolutely
2: well, i don't think he saw because we know he's not listening right now so maybe we still can yeah i think you could probably get it by him you think so yeah i do okay the only way that you won't be able to is the stream will let him know tomorrow yeah, I think they we, don't they don't like when we play jokes I'll on that. OK, I'll definitely give you
3: that. Yeah,
4: because yeah, he's the voice of the stream.
2: Yes.
3: Ab- well, yeah.
2: I mean, definitely
3: knows who to go to to get a response. That's that's <laughs> he, absolutely
2: he pays that. more attention to the stream than he does us. We know that
3: for a fact. The stream <laughs> lets him know that that's how you know it's bad is the streams coming back and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> now, you, you hear about this, Harry, are you concerned at all? That Ezekiel Elliott is in the best shape of his life. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's that's come out today. Ezekiel Elliott, according to Dak Prescott, mm. is, quote, in the best shape of his life while fellow running back Tony Pollard said Zeke was, quote, locked
2: in. Mm. Are you
3: ready for this, Harry?
2: Uh, that does concern me. I mean, I don't, I'm not expecting anything from the Eagles this year anyway. Uh, but that gives me more reason to think that you know Dallas is the team to beat in the division
3: yeah but weren't they always yeah but I, it's
2: more it gives me
3: even more oh so you you're, you're feeding into the off-season narrative I am I'm feeding okay. into it but you won't feed into any off-season narrative here huh
2: what <laughs> <laughs> with the, with the eagles yeah, what is the off-season narrative
3: i guess the biggest
2: offseason. is it narrative- a rebuild yes which it is. It is. It is a rebuild.
3: But I look, that doesn't mean that the rebuild's gonna take 20 years, it just no. means that it's a rebuild. Right now, are you monitoring the chat here? The stream MLB chat says he's gonna be back in a couple of days. He's been in Hawaii for like three weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah Bruders yelling about no Barrett being here. Muhammad's been at exploits as well, been hitting us up with stuff. You monitoring this? Uh dude, I and do Tom Lewis that. confirming. That Jonah is in the Bible. Dom is great. You know, Dom is like our immediate fact checker. Is that right? Like Ash and Penguin AZ and Bruder and and all. But Dom is on point, man. Like he's right. It's almost like he knows what we're saying.
2: Right. Now, what is this? Can you address this
3: one here? (laughs) Uh,
2: No, I I (laughs) cannot. I cannot address that. But I do want to address this one, though. The tone is bringing up jorts. You Who's know who Jorts it? is? No. Ryan Rothstein, mm. who had uh, the, the show down in Atlantic City. Right. You know, and it was a part of the Jacob Media. He's now at WIP. Okay. And I know he started to do shows. I was wondering if anybody caught any of his show. I did not. Hmm. But again, I'm, I'm not, wondering how it was.
3: I'm only listening to the radio when I'm in the car. Right. It happens to be mornings. Morning drive and afternoon drive. Like that's really the only time I'm in the car anymore is Mm -hmm. more like, like an hour or so in the morning randomly or in the afternoon. So I listen a lot to Johnny and Ike and I painfully suffer through, the immediate turn on of the radio in the morning before I immediately go and hit like the Bluetooth mm-hmm. and then turn on King of Queens or the office or like, yeah. I'd rather drive with the office playing via YouTube.
2: You drive to, to TV
3: shows. I'd rather do that than listen to the morning radio in this city. Wow. Now, again, I guess I could go Preston and Steve, but that's further inflating an ego of Beasley where they're going to once again, claim an award is theirs. Like, did, did you see this like two years ago, Preston and Steve got this like amazing award for all of this fantastic work they've been doing for, I don't know how long, 15 years? I feel like mm. 10 years. <laughs> Here comes Beasley, who's just like... Taking credit for just swooping in and buying Greater Media, it's like no, no, no. That was done
2: during Greater Media's time, where they built this thing from nothing. That might have been even started at Y one hundred before they became part of Greater Media. You're right. You're exactly right. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And that's you know you're going back to the mid to late nineties. Yep. Well, so do they. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe
3: I should turn over to them in the morning then, and not listen to The Office or king of queens i have to start solos but you're not, are you going to be on that wait a second wait we have to get to a text before we move on here kyle newbeck at 12 40 you sent me a text now i didn't see it until an hour later so i don't know if this was just to kill time in between basketball games but you hit me up with a text on sunday asking what black mirror episode
2: yes yeah, right. I would reference for you. And you said White Bear or Crocodile. Correct. I have not seen them yet, but I'm yeah. going to watch. Both? Uh, well, I'll watch White Bear first. And if I like that, then I'll go to Crocodile. I think you definitely will. Definitely will.
3: Uh, White Bear is, well, I, I kind of gave what White Bear is, is away earlier, but I don't think you remembered anyway. So that's fine. And Crocodile is one of my favorite episodes of television, just like, is okay. that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's it's because this technology that they create, it's all about the and and like what it's created for versus what it turns into, which is everybody's memory is a phone is is recording something. So if you see something and you don't even remember it consciously, the fact that it's a subconscious memory, it puts you at risk. Hmm. Like Everybody's a witness
2: if that makes sense. And this is well that's LeBron James. Well, yes. We is are that, And that's that crocodile, that one? Yeah, that's Crocodile. Okay. Uh, Maybe I'll I, start with that one.
3: Yeah, start with Crocodile. Look, look, it's a dark it, it's it's a dark episode, but it's it's really meant to it's it's just amazing how it pushes this idea about technology and how to handle technology. As opposed to just, you know, oh, TV's bad. No, it's it's what's on TV. That's right. bad. Stuff like that. Uh, I'm interested. Now, are you, are you going to give us a recap, knowing that if it sucks, you're going to trash it? Like, when can we expect a recap?
2: Um, I'm trying to think. Tonight, I got the Sixers game to watch. So unless I'd get it done in the afternoon, it probably right. wouldn't happen until Tuesday okay. to watch the episode.
3: Yeah, I mean, you could always go for a
2: walk and, you know have it on your phone like I do. No, I don't want to watch it on my phone. (laughs) No, I want, I want the nice big experience. Okay. Fair enough. Okay, Fair enough. Yeah.
3: Now I'm going to try and set up your third one here. I'm so confident that you're going to come back with a
2: glaring review. Now, have you seen any of these before? No, no, none. So you think I'm going to like it so much that you're going to automatically recommend a third episode.
3: Yeah, because here's the thing. there, It's an anthology, and they're so different. Like, so many of these are different where I feel like White Bear and Crocodile are the true essence of the show, which is showing you how freaking scary humanity is, especially with more advents of technology. Technology, right? yeah, yeah. But, But, you know, it's something small. It's something simple like the recall machine in Crocodile, or just something about us as who we are. Like, I think you will really like... I Actually, start start with White Bear. I think you're going to like White Bear more so than Crocodile, although I think you will really like Crocodile. Mm-hmm. I, think White, I think you'll like White Bear. Like, I could see you taking part in what's going on on White Bear.
2: White Bear. Okay, yeah. so we'll start with
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there any other one that... I mean, like, you know, some of these are just, they're, they're tough, man. Some of these are like, it's it's a wait when you're done, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a wait when you're done.
2: Um, what is it, like a sense difficult. of
3: relief? It's just like, wow, man. That was like 90 minutes or 60 minutes, depending on how long uh, they are. But it, it's it weighs on you. Like, yeah. these are tough topics. And, and subject. it's not like anything political, anything like that. It's just tough, man. Mm. It's really tough. Although, I will say this. There is one that I think you'll enjoy from the political standpoint. It's basically what Bart Simpson, it's basically Bart Simpson running for president mm. and the idea of a cartoon or a clown or a dinosaur or something like that being so popular that it would get votes on a public ticket. Right. And how far away are we from that? I mean, Not far. Friend, no, absolutely not. Far. If, in fact, you could probably make an argument it would work now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this huge thing about how it's, it's all right, all, right, all, right, all right. Yeah, I know everybody wants you to watch White Christmas as well, but I, I would save that. White save Christmas? That. Yeah. White Christmas.
2: Is that an episode in the show? It is. yeah. Oh, like, okay.
3: Three, it's a long episode with three separate stories that kind of come together. Hmm. And it's its insane. All right. there we have it. Now, if you need a I even have two lesser ones that aren't as like heavy of a weight on you, but let's let's get through the first
2: yeah. one first. Yeah, right? this is enough. Okay. okay. This is enough for me. For two or two, three episodes enough to get started.
3: Now, did you watch Born Walk Empire?
2: Uh, I've watched the first, I think, two seasons. I want to say Until Jimmy Dormity died. When Jimmy Dormity was out, I was out.
3: Yeah, good. You made a good decision. As somebody yeah. who sat through every other episode following that, you made a great decision. Yeah, I bring it up because uh, what was her name in the show? But Buscemi's Irish girlfriend that turned to his wife. Do you remember that character? Yes,
2: I don't remember her name, but
3: I do. She's really good in this episode called "Hated in the Nation." She's she plays a, a detective, and she's fantastic, hmm. fantastic in it. But again, I'm just I'm bringing you in.
2: All right, slowly all right. bringing you in.
3: That's all. That's all. I'm about. In. All right.
2: Is Ron Culver a fan? I've
3: never of heard him talk once about that, so I'm going to guess no, right? Ron, you don't watch Black Mirror, do you? No, nah,
2: I haven't watched Black Mirror yet. Isn't that the one that's
5: on Stars?
3: No, it's Netflix. Netflix? Yeah, it was BBC and then Netflix. Look, I, I got I into, it into it late. I got into it late because I thought it was very like I I was told it's like you know very cliche and it's like okay come on it's going to lead you to some obvious stuff but the first season is only three episodes. Eh, first episode, first season, it's not great. You could probably skip that. I would watch season two. You don't need to watch them in order is my point, point. and all of it I'm saying is that it's not any twist or any like M. Night ending. It's just, okay, I didn't I didn't expect
2: I like that. the idea that you don't have to watch them in order. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great.
3: All right, I'll draw you a little roadmap. If you like the first two, then I'll draw you a roadmap for success. Okay. All right, we'll take a quick one here. We're already late. I am apologize. I, I see this now. So we'll take a quick one here across the board. Kyle Newbeck is going to join us coming up in 15 minutes. It's the middle.
1: If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify.
5: In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention, women of South Jersey and the
6: Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our Lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss.
7: Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It.
5: The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m.
3: Right. It's crazy, man, that like people are working for, like, specifically working for books, creating content. (laughs) And then also for like
4: this is the networks. on the sports map radio network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, Newback's
3: gonna join us coming up. What are you uh most excited to hear right now?
2: Most excited to hear?
3: Yeah, from Kyle. Like, where are you right now on, on this Newback? I want to
2: know if he, if he thinks that uh, the Hawks are dead. Okay. um, You know, and who is going to get most of the minutes uh, to, to take the place of Danny green, a couple of things.
3: Now you're not going to waste his time on whether or not Jokic was the MVP or or not go bear as defensive player of the year.
2: (laughs) No, I will ask him who he, who he likes coming out of the West.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I just, want to make sure that, you know, we only have a limited amount of time with Newbeck here. Right. So uh, I don't want to just go, you know, full on radio host who has hated everything about what the Sixers have done to get here. And then now try and pander to
2: the crowd, which is, mm-hmm.
3: well, let's spend 10 minutes on why Jokic won the MVP. You know, I'm just, just saying. That's
2: all. Now, did you, maybe I'll ask him about this. Did you see uh, some of the Phillies players? Yes. Giving the Sixers a little bit of love. I did. Uh, Archie Bradley was in full on Allen Iverson uniform. I mean, he had the full uniform on, there's a shorts included, and he even had the, the sleeve and the elbow pad. That's dedication. Yes. The elbow pad itself
3: is dedicated. Like the sleeve. Became a fashion statement. Right. But you doubled down
2: with the elbow. Pad. He went pat. Yeah, that's pretty curious yeah. right there. And he had the shorts on. You know, and, 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 you know, a lot of time guys wear jersey or something like that. It's no big deal. But then did you see Luke Williams? Cool hand Luke. No, I did see people upset that JT Real Muto was in a Celtics jersey. Well, Luke was in a Brooklyn jersey. Oh, wow. Kevin Durant. Well, what was the reason behind all of this? Like, why do they do all this? I don't know. I guess for the Graham, man. They're just doing it for the likes. So is it just like where people are from? No, Luke Williams, I think, is from Cal- California or Texas. He's a California kid.
3: Okay, so what the hell is he doing in a Kevin Durant jersey as far as uh, Nets are concerned?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. Like
3: JT know. Real Muto's in a Celtics jersey. Do we do we
2: have any news on this? Real Muto from Oklahoma, I believe.
6: So he, has, he has no.
2: He has no like affiliate. He he would have been better off with a with an old Durant Oklahoma City jersey. Right. 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 I think so. He was actually this uh, Luke Williams was actually born, believe it or not, in Illinois, but then grew up in Orange County, California. Yeah, that's where he played high school baseball and stuff, so forth. Okay, so. I don't know where this thing came from, but it's, no, I guess it's, you know, if if you're going to do it, you might as well do it for the home team. Like, why would you sort of, why would you troll on those moments?
3: That's what I'm saying. Like, was this something baseball did? Was this something baseball tried to do to get people watching their sport? Like, doesn't this sound so stupid?
2: Yeah. I I don't know if, if, if this was like a major league baseball, like suggestion, that any of the franchises you know that are close to or you know share a city with with a team's left in the NBA playoffs do that I don't know but if you're going to do it if you're a Philadelphia Phillies player and you're going to do it why would why would you just not do it rather than troll
3: it doesn't make any sense and that's exactly why you wouldn't do it mm-hmm. because it's lose lose Right. This whole thing is lose. lose. You're either going to look like an incredible panderer mm-hmm. or you're going to look like a jackass without any explanation of how to
2: defend yourself. Right. Luke Williams has been here for four days and he's already he's trying to tweak the fan base by wearing a Brooklyn jersey. The, <laughs> do the Phillies just
3: have no idea what's going on right now? Like, do they have any self-awareness whatsoever with this?
2: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna check to see if they actually put that one on their Instagram because that that's a good. Que- that's a good question. Well, I think. I think a reporter, I think like a Matt Gelb or one of those guys that covers the team might have done it. But I want to see if the Phillies actually did it because that would be really poor judgment.
3: Okay, but what about other teams? Like, did anybody else do this? Did the Mets? I'm not aware of it. Do this ahead of the Nets Series, right? Who else is in the playoffs? Did. Phoenix, although there's no team like I don't know, Diamondbacks. Did they do something like this? I, I imagine that the Diamondbacks need all the help they can get for people paying attention to their team,
2: right? I'm looking at the Phillies Instagram and they do not ha- they have they have a, they have a picture of Archie Bradley in full AI mode, but they do not have. Oh, no, wait, here we go. We got more. Um, yeah, they've got Reese Hoskins, I believe. In a Sacramento Kings jersey. Is it a Mitch Richmond jersey? No. Stoyakovich, I think.
3: What? All right, come on. <laughs> yes,
2: and they do have Luke Williams' Brooklyn jersey. This is
3: ridiculous. Why? What? What is the reason behind this? We need Newbeck on this, really. I know. Somebody needs to just provide a little bit of context. Is anybody on the stream providing actual context? There's also a Lakers uh, LeBron jersey. I'm sorry, but if you're going Kings jersey, how do you not start with Mitch Richmond, Peja Stojakovic,
2: and a Bulls Jordan jersey? Okay, are they are yeah. they non Philadelphia ones? There's a Kobe Bryant Lower Marion jersey.
3: Of course, there is, which My is somebody cool. pandering away, right?
2: Right, is right. Bryce, is Bryce Harper? I could see Bryce in that one. No, it's not him. <laughs> What's Harper wearing? Do you see? I, I don't. I don't well, it's hard know. Like, man, I,
3: I know, I know better than this stuff. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> you guys I don't go ahead think. Head sign your own death warrant. I don't that's think better. he took
2: part in this. Smart man, right? <laughs> he knows better than this. Yeah. Who in their right mind would do something? Right. Oh, I tell you. this. Yeah. Ash on the stream said Reese has a homage to Peja Stojakovic.
3: Yeah. Look, and and Ash, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying if I had to choose, I go Mitch Richmond over Peja all day. Right. Yeah. Do you want to go Vladdy Devox or Mike
2: <laughs> Bibby? No. What about... uh? Oh um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I have him here. I've got the top 50 of all. Yeah, the Reese is from Sacramento, so that kind of does make a little bit of sense, but, you know, still.
3: Yeah, but we've already established that that's not the criteria here since Luke Williams is nowhere near from Brooklyn. Right. Or even New York. Would you rock a Reggie Theus? Jersey Harry over Soyakovich.
2: No, no. He was a male model. Was he really? Yes. I mean,
3: he was on TV. Did a lot. Yeah. Of yeah. Wayman Tisdale. Wayman Tisdale
2: was a great musician. He was mm-hmm.
3: arguably as good a musician as a basketball
2: player. I ran into him in an elevator once in a hotel in Philly. Me, the we, me and my buddy were getting in on one of the floors. And the elevator stopped, and the door opened up, and it was Wayman Tisdale. My buddy goes, "That's Wayman Tisdale." <laughs> Wait, where was this in Philly? Like, yeah, it was one of the one of the downtown hotels. When we so got this- in. He was very nice. Was this? This must
3: have been ahead of a Sixers game.
2: Uh, they, they were in town when he was with okay. the Pacers, I believe. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Was he nice? Yeah, yeah very nice guy. Wow, that's pretty cool. You always like to hear stories about that. He didn't blow you off or anything. No, he did not. He couldn't get away from It, it was literally a captive audience. It was like the old elevator pitch scenario, like yeah. where you're stuck in an elevator. You got, you know, 45 seconds. Go. Is
3: that, is that better or worse than I when I weed burped on Tony Dungy? Oh, my God. In the elevator. That's terrible. No, that's <laughs> terrible. You never know when one of those is going to come out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you did that on me.
3: Yeah, it was an accident. Though. <laughs> yeah
2: was it on purpose. Jeez. <laughs> I feel for Tony Dungy.
3: Oh, trust me. I mean, it was me. Black. I had no business meeting anybody. And Rodney Harrison purposely yelled for Tony Dungy to hold the elevator. He knew damn well we could have gone up on another elevator. There was nobody else. Right. And he already saw and smelled me at the time. And he knew I was lit up to high heaven. Oh, of oh. all things, it's like the most religious and like, you know, easygoing, calm guy. Oh, hey. So I'm sitting there introduced to him on the elevator. And I told you this, Rodney, Rodney gave me like a little bit of a shove. And he's like, go on, introduce yourself. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. At the time, it was like, oh, shit. hey, how about Newbeck with the tweet, man? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's more active than Barrett.
2: Kyle Newbeck has promoted this show as much as Barrett Brooks. Amazing. Incredible. He's a hard man to track down, this this new back. Oh, yeah, very difficult. But look, you know, we got him in.
3: Got 50 50 slots to play tonight. Yeah. To win that 100K. Telling you, it's going to happen.
2: Yeah, Dom Lewis. uh, Luke was born in Illinois, but he's really from California.
3: Okay, even for reason that he's Yeah, I know. Doing this stuff, right? I know. Come on. Boy, Furkan Korkmaz super high owned today. Really? Yeah. People, I think a lot of people expect him to take take over some
2: scoring. Mhm. Well, if he hits shots, he'll keep getting minutes. If he's oh uh, for three from three to start, you know Doc's going to go to somebody else. <laughs> That'll be quick.
3: No, you're right. I just right? wonder who else would it go to? Shake.
2: Sh- yeah, shake a common. It's going to be thibal and a combination of either Shake or corkmas, Right? Who's ever Who's ever
4: hot? This is the middle. On the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
3: Boy, I tell you, that macaroni is sitting like a brick right wow. now. Wow. Yeah. I had to inhale it, man. I had no choice.
2: I'm all bricked up. <laughs> That is awful. Like that's that's a thing that a lot of people don't really understand. Like in this business, like doing shows at certain times of the day, yeah, you, and you have to eat. like you and it, and you're just like glomming stuff down during commercial breaks. it's It's very uncomfortable. It, is. it, it is. Really why, is
3: honestly, it's why a lot of people that still do shows in a general studio live off of like the vending machine, yes because it's just so easy to run down there in a three, five, six minute break, pop in 75 cents and get a, I don't know, get a cake, get some sort of cake, Nah the tasty cake is going to be the obvious one. So we would have to take it off the table, right. but I don't know if Kyle Newbeck is a ring things guy. If he's a little Debbie's guy, if, if it's, if you don't have the tasty cake in front of you, because we need to pander. It's always about pandering to our Philadelphia. <laughs> That's audience right. Style, right. It, it doesn't matter if we have just like what the Phillies were doing, but first and foremost, he doesn't want to talk about that. Like he doesn't want to talk and rehash jokic
2: and go bear
8: and
3: now no, we can
8: rehash whatever you want if you want to talk uh cosmic brownies and oatmeal cream pies if that's on the menu today, oh, i love oatmeal cream guys.
3: pies little debbies wait a second They're the fantastic. oatmeal cream pie is such a sneak one because people it's like the low owned fantasy player right that's going to get you high value in return Everybody thinks, oh, there's no chocolate in there. There's no chocolate chip in that. Nah, it's the not. The name clear. doesn't
8: help either. Oatmeal no. cream pie. It's not exactly, uh, it's yeah. not a peanut butter candy cake or a butterscotch crimp it, but you know, it gets the job done.
2: Yeah, it doesn't sound all that appetizing, but it's delicious.
8: Absolutely. Oh, Nick Saban
2: goodness. eats one of those every day.
8: Does he? Is that yeah, a true fact? No,
2: that's a true fact. Nick Saban has a little Debbie oatmeal pie cream pie with his cup of coffee in the morning.
3: It's a breakfast hobby. of champions. I wonder, yeah, it, what did Greg Popovich eat or Phil Jackson eat? You know, like we need to dissect what these guys, Bill Belichick, what the hell does he eat? Because it's probably a piece of crap, right? <laughs> Locked yeah. down by coffee every day. <laughs> Everybody's thinking, these geniuses. Right. No, we're not going to waste your time. The whole plan of today, Kyle, as we are now two and a half minutes into wasting your time, was that we're not going to waste your time today that we're going to get down to the meat of what's happening in the playoffs. But as you know, as you've been on this program and you can, of course, follow Kyle at Kyle Newbeck on Twitter, all things Sixers and beyond on the NBA for Philly Voice at the Philly Voice, the account there. And and really is a great follow beyond because you do talk about a lot of things from what's happening in our society to video games, to food
8: and you do a lot probably of that. a lot of stuff that people don't want me to talk about. They're probably like, just talk about sports, basketball. The sports. No, <laughs> yeah.
3: no, I, I want to hear more thoughts on a, lo- a new game that comes out, especially if it's like an RPG game that a lot of sports fans wouldn't play. So, you broadening our horizons is not a negative thing by any means. But where should we begin, Harry Mays? Let's start with Danny Green. Yeah, and clearly, I think Kyle to move away from the Twitter mentality, which is it has to be one or the other there. It feels like there's some nuance in this conversation. It feels like there's some middle ground here to where clearly if the option is to have Danny green or not, you want to have Danny green, but in this particular case, and maybe even just for this particular series moving forward, it feels like of all guys to go down on the starting five, the Sixers are most or best equipped for it to be Danny green. Is that accurate in your opinion?
8: I think that's true. Number one, because he's just not playing well in this series. He was uh, he was very good for most of the Washington series, but his his shots not falling. He obviously was the victim of the Trey Young barrage in in Game One, and you know some of that is comes down to scheme and the the coaching approach to that game, where he probably shouldn't have been left on the Trey Young Island in the first place. But but yeah, I, I think the silver lining of of Danny Green getting hurt insofar as like a guy getting hurt can be a good thing is that now if you put Furk on Korkmaz in the starting lineup for example and Trey Young is guarding him instead of Danny Green Furk is a lot more mobile in an average set. Like He's coming off of screens to shoot. They ask him to run pick and rolls a lot more than Danny Green is ever going to and so one of the problems they had early in the series which is targeting Trey Young on defense really was the biggest problem the Knicks ran into. They, they couldn't do anything with them. So yet all his energy can serve for offense. That sort of just gets solved because Furkan being in that lineup changes things a lot and they can run some different actions. Now, once they, and, you know knock on wood i'm not putting them in the conference finals yet i don't want to be the jinx that everybody yells at <laughs> no, i just team don't want to i just don't want to get yelled at and get blamed for it as if i play for the team Fair. um right uh, assuming they make it to the conference finals or if they make it to the conference finals i think his absence is going to loom a lot larger now some of that has been hinging on the belief that brooklyn will be there and they would have all three other stars healthy Both of those things now look in doubt because Harden and Irving are both out right now. And even if they come back, Harden's dealing with a a soft tissue injury. You never know how long those are going to take to heal, or how effective he's going to be. So I I still think Danny Green's going to be needed down the line. But right now, I think they can certainly get by without him.
2: Well, let's say uh, they do use Maz initially, but he gets off to a slow start uh, with the shot, as he's been known to do at times. Uh, you know, maybe O for 3 from his first three pointers. What, what does Doc do then, in your
8: view? I think the next place he goes is probably just Matisse Theibel. And, you know, I, I actually think, I think it's probably, this will come down to the wire to an extent. I think Doc is going to probably choose between one of those two guys. Maybe he goes off the board and says, you know, George Hill, who's been, I, I think he's actually struggled a lot more than I expected yeah. in these playoffs, but he does have the most experience of, of a lot of the other options. So maybe he just says, look, he's a, a, a two way player that I trust and I, I think he'll get going by being in the starting lineup. But yeah, I think if FERC gets off the slow start, it's easy. You say, okay, Matisse, we're going to just unleash you on the defensive end. You and Ben can kind of trade off possessions where you're guarding Trey Young. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason I think you might, he might not go that route to start and he might go Cork Maz is that. If you have Ben in and then you sub him out and Trey feels like I'm um, finally getting a break and then you hit him with the, the change up and it's Matisse Thiebel, then it's basically 48 minutes of you just have relentless defenders on him. Yeah. If you have them both in at the same time and there are minutes where both guys are off the floor, then you're opening a window for Trey Young to potentially get going.
3: I just want to... Small hypothetical, and I'll take the hit for assuming this is a reality. So Kyle Newbeck is now absolved from <laughs> all of it. But let's assume that two of the three are healthy in Brooklyn and that Danny Green is healthy for that series as well. All things being equal, I wonder if you could get away starting Matisse Thibel against Kyrie and Durant or Harden and Durant or whatever it may be to where you're not dealing with both guys being off the floor and one of them still being on there. And now it's more of a second unit versus second unit, but you're doing everything to limit Kyrie and even a switch off or two on, on KD, depending on Simmons.
8: Yeah. I'm really fascinated by how doc would choose to approach that series. I think end of the day, like he he's been asked a few times over the last, you know, maybe month, month and a half. What are you considering changing the starting lineup or would you do it for this series or this matchup? And, his answer has always been, look, have you seen our record when these guys start together? And so I think all things being equal, if everybody's healthy, they're going to go down with their starting five. Now I think probably the more interesting question is how does it work in crunch time? Will Doc stick with Danny Green in that situation versus Batiste Steibel, who is taking stuff off the table as an offensive player where, you know, teams are going to leave him alone as a shooter more than they would Green, but he's – He's younger. He's a more dynamic defender. You know, maybe Seth Curry's the guy who ends up getting taken off in in that scenario. But he's been so good on offense that all his defensive issues have just gotten kind of wiped away. So I guess we'll see.
2: Hey, Kyle, I know we we tend to get a a little bit ahead of ourselves talking about the Brooklyn Nets and the Eastern Conference Finals. And I get why. But in your view, did the third quarter the other night, uh, was that the death knell for the Atlanta Hawks in the series? Or do you think they have one more game left in them?
8: Uh, I don't want to write them off quite yet, especially because, you know, they are at home again tonight. You always got to respect the team, especially a team where the fans are cheering the guys getting hurt. It's pretty hostile. (laughs) Pretty hostile in there right now. So, you know, maybe they're able to squeeze a little bit of home court advantage out of there. Um, But I would say, you know, seeing Ben Simmons take over the way he did in that third quarter and just seeing the different ways that this team has been able to adjust throughout not just this series, but certainly against Washington too, you know, I feel more confident in them as a, like a legitimate contender than I did at the start of the playoffs or end of the regular season. Like the fact that doc can go in there at halftime and, you know, the rest of the coaching staff and even Joel Embiid can go to Ben and say, look, dude, I'm getting double and triple team. The coaching staff says you're being too passive. We need more out of you. And they dial up the plays for him and Ben responds like that just shows the whole ecosystem is working. They're, they're having the tough conversations and those conversations are being translated into action. And like that and to me that's the best sign you could get that this team is like a legitimate threat to to go all the way. That they can they diagnose something in real time and then act on it.
3: So I think what people are going to do, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not belligerent, they're not people that have hated the process and turned their back on the NBA, but there are people, and look, we have this conversation a lot, the three of us, when Barrett is in the house as well, and although it, it may seem on the optics that I'm on one island and Barrett and Harry are on another, I think we do have a lot of nuanced conversations about Ben Simmons. So where I will be willing – yes, Harry. No, but
2: that's one of the many reasons why I like Kyle Newbeck's stuff is yes. he offers the very fair but critical assessment of Ben Simmons.
3: So I'm going to go and speak for you and others who have had criticisms that aren't in this, oh, he sucks, waste of talent, you know, guys yeah. are holding yeah. on WIP for you know six hours to yell. The, the point being is that – and we love IP, I'm just saying – the other station we don't listen to as much anymore. But the point being is that I I understand why people get frustrated, Kyle, to your words about it taking a half. And I think what people want to see is you don't need that first half. You don't need Embiid in your face. You just come out with that mentality from the jump. And we have seen it at times, but I also think yeah. that's where people in the valid criticism land when it comes to Ben.
8: Yeah, it's interesting, right? I actually, I I wish I remembered who asked the question, but the other, or yesterday at practice, someone said something to the effect of, you know, instead of having that talk at halftime, Doc, because you have just gone to Ben before the game and said, look, man, we need you tonight. Now, granted, obviously, they didn't know that Atlanta was going to triple team Joel all night, and that's sort of what the game was giving them, but... To your point, I think, as cars are honking outside my they apartment, know you, have, man. Uh, they're, they're getting fired up right now. Um,
4: no and fixers in five. Let's go.
8: <laughs> so I, I think with Ben, that's the reason people get frustrated. They see those stretches and they say to themselves, look, why doesn't he just do this all the time? It's not like he doesn't have a physical mismatch basically in every game that he plays. Now I, I think that's a little bit reductionist. Like I I think different teams have different schemes against them. They they approach it a different way. Some of them are going to try to single cover Joel. And you know, all things being equal, if it's Ben being single covered or Joel being single covered, we all know and the fans all know who should get the ball and who is going to get the ball. So I, I think he has a tricky, it, it's a tightrope act with him. He's got to create for others. He's got to find that fine line. That, you know, I think he gets deserved criticism. And I would consider myself like a, a centrist on Ben. Like I, right. I think he could be better, but I think he's certainly not anywhere near, as bad as some of his critics would paint him and even i get caught up in the twitter mentality of oh you (laughs) you want more for him it's like yeah i want more from him because i i see the talent this guy has right and i'm not like some of these people out here who are like well he doesn't work on anything and what does he do in the summer like i i believe ben puts the work in and i say that every opportunity i can get i just want to see that translated into you know on court results
3: all right, Kyle, this, hold on one sec. carrie has got a question. We got a break on the network. We're still live on Jacob Media YouTube page of beyond. Here, it is the middle. We're back in three on SportsMap Radio. Go ahead, Kyle.
2: Or all right, Kyle, sorry. This Kyrie Irving injury now uh, stands to change the landscape of the playoffs in, in a big way. If it's if he's got to be out for you know a longer period of time, do you think Brooklyn can win? the Series, if they don't have him, and who do you think? Who do you like coming out of the West?
8: Honestly, I think it, as good as Kevin Durant is, they sacrifice so much depth to put this team together that if two stars are down, even yeah. with Kevin Durant, I think they're in big trouble. Now, that being said, Blake Griffin has looked a lot better than he looked at the end it of his Detroit days, so he you know he's not physically where he used to be, but he he looks significantly better i think than mm. maybe because he's just a role player now versus being the main man in detroit but you know i think i would probably ultimately take milwaukee if one of harden or irving can come back before the end of this series i who who knows you you mm-hmm. never know what these things maybe somebody plays through pain uh out of the west phoenix just looks so good right now They're and so maybe something nice. that is they just had to play a, a denver team that you know jamal murray's out and they're not mm. at full strength and what have you but you know that team just plays so hard they, they know exactly who they are what their identity is defensively they've been really good i've been really impressed by you know everybody can obviously see chris oh, chris Paul has been great devin booker is a star like it's a mm. really like a superstar at this point is hitting that like top tier of players with how he's playing in these playoffs but deandre ayton solidifying their their defense in the paint and giving them like a real rim presence at both ends like they're just a scary team and mm-hmm. then uh, you don't have to get into all the philly people will be mad all the bridges up, uh, bridges but you know maybe tobias harris wouldn't be here if they didn't make that trade that True. sent mikhail to uh to phoenix so that's a, a whole different conversation but He's great. Jay Crowder is just a solid vet. Mm-hmm. Campaign off the bench, who yeah. I legitimately was one of the worst players in the in the league as recently as like two years ago, and now nobody can stay in front of him mm. in the playoffs. So they're just, they're deep. Our, our old friend Daria Sharic yeah. doing some things off the bench for them. So yeah. especially I, I don't have... want to pick against them. But I guess you know Utah is very good. The Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George are. Always going to be a threat. yeah.
2: They got to so, win tonight.
8: They did. It is yeah. a must win because they yeah. get down three one. They're in big trouble. But I, I would probably pick Phoenix right now. It's a long way of saying that, but I, I'm a little less certain on that. So
3: I, I wanted to wait until the end because I didn't want this to take over the conversation. And I really just want to get your response to it because it's tough. Because you're writing a column for Philly Voice and you're active on Twitter, and, and it's it's hard to just pin you down. On specific thoughts that we may have for you, that's why we'll take full advantage of your presence here. <laughs> I was stalling as we were returning for the break, but I'm going to basically throw two beliefs out this at you. Okay. On the here we go. Map radio
4: network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May.
3: Kyle Newbeck is with us here. Again, you could follow Kyle on Twitter if you're not already, at Kyle Newbeck, everything Sixers, NBA, and beyond on Twitter. But for the purposes of what he does and writes about for Philly Voice, it's the Sixers and the NBA. And really, not only a great follow, but one of the best reads we have in the city. And I think that following and covering a team that has been so bad and, and understanding the small little nuances of growth and how a team can get to this point, be it the micro of the players to the macro of the team, you and, and your colleagues who have been there for a little bit, I think really understand how this league is working in the Sixers direction. So what I want to do real quick is throw two phrases out at you and get your responses, a one and a one A. Is that okay?
8: That's, that's, we'll see what the phrases are
3: before I, I say if it, it's okay. But. It's, it's a statement of belief about the two major awards that have warped a lot of people's minds when it comes to Twitter and beyond in the league here. The first is that Nikola Jokic is not the best basketball player in the NBA. He simply outlasted the best basketball players in the NBA and won the award more so out of default because of Durant, CP3, Embiid missing games, as opposed to him being the best overall player in the NBA. I see you moving your head a little bit. So take your time.
8: No, so, no. Here's what I would say. I I think he and that's deserved- not the witness. He deserved. Yeah, yeah.
3: It. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. To clarify that.
8: Right, and that's that's all I wanted to say. It's like, look, he deserved the MVP that- in the sense that he had a terrific season, and mm-hmm. there's you can't take away what he did in terms of being the best basketball player. I I agree with you. Like you saw it in the Phoenix series. They can only do so much adjusting on defense because of his limitations defending in space and they like Chris Paul basically just had him dropping towards the rim and Chris Paul hit the same elbow jumper 75 straight times because they couldn't do anything else. They had no other options. Some of that is based on how Phoenix spread them out and, you know, was dangerous in different ways. But a lot of that is, you know, Jokic is not the defensive player that somebody like Joel Embiid is. He's not a wing player either who, you know, can switch and do all kinds of things. So they have to, Build a, an ecosystem around him in the way that you know not a lot of elite elite players need to have it structured around them.
3: Okay, last one for you, and I know you got a jet, so this is the one A to it. It doesn't matter who's better defensively. Rudy Gobert's metrics and the impact that he has around the rim is always going to get the benefit of the doubt than anybody on the wing.
8: I would agree with that. Like I, I think. Defensive player of the year, if we're talking just like looking back through history, is a big man's award. And, you know, to some degree, rightfully so. Like that's always the most important defensive position. At least it has been historically because protecting the paint and locking that down, we see the impact of that with Joel Embiid. Like there are times when guys will beat Ben or they'll beat Matisse and Joel's waiting back there and either guys throw up these wild layups or they won't attempt a shot at all. So some of that can't even be captured by metrics. But while we're on the subject, I, I do think at the, the voting base needs to come to grips with the fact that, look, the league has changed and the way guys are asked to defend changes. And so what Ben brings to the table, what somebody like a, a Draymond Green brings to the table, like the, and even Kawhi Leonard, when he was, you know, in the running for Defensive Player of the Year awards, he's slid, he has been sliding as a defender since then, but we need to take more time to evaluate and, and prop up those kinds because we can, we can use all the numbers for the big men, but it's with the way the league is going, we're going to have to find a way to, you know, show some love and respect to the guys who are versatile and move all over the floor.
2: Perfect. Great stuff, man. Thank Thank as you. always.
8: Anything you, you need to get out? Anything you want to promote? A new comment?
3: No, thing? just, you know, feed. No, nah, just the new com, all
8: the uh, no, there's a lot of new games coming out or at least trailers for stuff. But I won't be, I don't think video game coverage is in the cards for at least uh, hopefully like another month <laughs> and a half or so. Well, I would right. like to go on a nice finals run here and be able to cover that. And you know, so, once we're on the other side of that, take a little video game, coverage.
2: yeah. Let's get this <laughs> into July, into mid July. That's the what I'm idea. About yeah. Yeah. Kyle, wow, thank you, brother. Thanks, really. man. I appreciate the extra time.
3: Guys, thanks for having me on. You got, you got it. it. Kyle Newbeck
2: there. And he's good, man. I, I'm telling yeah. you, I really enjoy reading the way he you know looks at basketball.
3: Yeah. And and that's why I wanted to, to throw those statements at the end. But really, mm-hmm. you're you're looking at the series with Atlanta. I think you got a really good balanced answer about this team and about what they could provide tonight and it wasn't just a simple oh no the Sixers are going to roll through the Hawks and right you know th- there is there's a lot to look at with with the team
2: and the league and and he's great yep you know now, John McMullen is very active on Twitter today. oh no 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 what at, what happened at JF McMullen uh throws out a tweet where he quote tweeted uh pro football focus eagles and John says, every once in a while, I get another, what in the hell happened to Carson Wentz kicking the pants? And the quote, the tweet that he quoted is the lowest percentage of accurate passes thrown from a clean pocket in the year 2020. And this, is, this goes to what you were talking about last Friday. Yeah, just about how bad he's been. Number 32 is Carson Wentz. 52%. What 31 the... is Mitch Trubisky. 30 is Sam up? Darnold. Okay. And 29 is Nick Mullins. Are
4: you oh, serious?
5: Yes.
2: Yes. Lowest percentage of accurate passes thrown from a clean pocket. Wentz had 52%. And Mullins had 58%. Where's Blacko? I don't know.
3: <laughs> Jeez. This is what we have to look forward to? Yeah. Now where's Hurts?
2: No idea. Uh he may not have thrown enough. They only they only have four four quarterbacks listed.
3: He may not have thrown enough?
2: Yeah. Right? Maybe he's only played what four games? Yep. Something like that.
3: Yeah. Boy, Poland scores 30 seconds into the second half. It's a 1-1 tie. If you were riding the Poland ticket, you feel a little bit better now. It's all Now I'm who saying.
2: scored? Uh, I got to see. Not Lewandowski, I guess.
3: I don't know. I don't know, Harry. I'm doing overtime here. Yeah, I know. You want me to pay attention to, to all the stuff? Who scored? Jeez. Hopefully it was Lewandowski, but I still need them to win. Uh, Lewandowski. Uh, Lewandowski. <laughs> he's got to be, you know, he's the man when it right. comes to Polish soccer. Jeez, you're really making me go ahead and look this up now because I have this prop bet on Robert
2: it. Lewandowski.
3: Did he score? Uh
2: he scored. Remember he scored. that. Remember that drop from the old place. That was oh, Gonzo. Yeah. It sounded and he
3: was watching a World Cup game. Yeah, it sounded so beta. Oh, it, it was so great. So weak and beta, didn't he? Yes.
4: Oh my god, they scored! Oh my god, he scored!
3: <laughs> it's just like, dude, you could feel like you could feel the look that Vi was giving him. Like, just can you act like a human being, please? Yeah. <laughs> I don't
2: think it was Lewandowski. I don't think it was either. No, no. it
3: was not Lewandowski. It was Linetti. It was Carl Linetti or Carol Linetti. I think it's Carl, but spelled in that regard. Linetti. Yeah, Linetti. sounds, sounds Italian, not Polish. I know. I know. Linetti. It's, I'm reading it L-I-N-E-T-T-Y, Linetti. Jeez. Now, tonight, let's look at this here. We got a couple of minutes left in overtime. Let's f- simmer down and focus on the three-now point line. Mm-hmm. That the, I'd already told you for me I'm taking Sixers money line uh, LA Clippers first quarter mm-hmm. but I mean there are a couple of interesting props now with Furkan Korkmaz expected to get some minutes
2: what what are the, what are the totals on the like three pointers and
3: yeah so for example if you were just to look at Furkan here on points he had three three pointers in the previous game his that's well, a little juice to the over here at ten and a half, but that's his points total at ten and a half.
4: Hmm.
3: Now under ten and a half, it's really only minus one oh eight where I have it, so there's no true value on either. I'd probably stay away from that. But as far as three pointers made,
2: is it one and a half, two?
3: It's one now, it's ridiculous. It's two to one to the over, but it's over one and a half. Hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, do you take that? I think he and, hits or, two
2: tonight. I think he would, too. Look, he's definitely going to get the opportunity. Right. Right? I mean, if he gets five or six looks, you know, he could hit two.
3: Boy, Kevin Herter is sitting at one and a half right now. I don't have three pointers. Yeah. But again, and that's not even juice that high. Kevin Herter's threes are, are one and a half over at minus 143. Meanwhile, Korkmaz is sitting at two to one for over one and a half. I tell you, here's one I really like, all right? You want one that I really like? I think I'm interested in Joel Embiid over one-and-a-half threes tonight, plus 130. Yeah, I could see that. Curry's number's a little too high. How about Lou Williams over a half three at plus 102?
2: Now, Herter, in this series, is 7 of 16 from three. He's averaged... He's throwing up five to six a game.
3: So at that, like even foul trouble didn't limit him from launching threes last time, right? He was one of five in the last game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And he was in foul trouble and he still got five off. Mm-hmm. They realize that that if he's on the floor, you're going to get him a look. I mean, that's right. he can't create his own shot, so you're going to have to work to get him a look. Uh, I don't know, man. I thought Korkmaz might be the way to go. I mean, technically, you could take over one and a half for Korkmaz. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to right now, you could make a play, unlike Poland. You can get Poland right now at plus 120 in the 65-minute mark, 68-minute mark. Pardon me. Yeah. 50-minute mark. What the hell am I talking about? The game cast is off. Uh, that's that's the parlay of the day, here. Huh? So over on Korkmaz, and what was the other part of it? I'm jumping in live Poland right now, plus plus 120.
4: Hmm.
3: I'm just giving you a, based on how they played, it was a really bad goal by Slovakia. And Poland is just the better team. They tied it up immediately starting the second half. Hmm. So I I think there's going to be some pressure now. Poland sneaks one in. I like Poland at plus 120 and the over one and a half at minus two. Now you looking at anything at all tonight in the NBA?
2: Uh no, not in the NBA. I'm, what are you I'm, looking at? I'm got to do what? my deep dive into the U.S. Open tonight. All right. Okay. I haven't done that yet. I'm going to be on uh, on with uh, is it Exusian? Is that how do you pronounce that uh, the kid's name? Oh, Chris. Yeah, he's really good. Great. I think it's Akuzian. Akuzian. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be on with him tomorrow night. Oh, wow, he's and then, fantastic. And then of course we got the swing it and ding it. Chris. Yeah, e bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: E yeah. bomb on Twitter.
2: Yeah, and then of course swing it and ding it on Wednesday morning. So I gotta, I gotta g- deep, gotta go deep. But right. Kevin Bloomfield wants an early play. I keep seeing the combination of Victor Hovland and Patrick Reed playing deep into Sunday. For some reason, this Hovland guy, I could take him every freaking yeah. week.
3: But but doesn't he disappoint you at times too? Like, he's pretty volatile out there. Volatile. What yeah, I've had, him, I've had him top twenties where the first two days he's looked like he's locked in, and then he shoots like a seventy four, and he's out of he's out of. Because I.
2: I but he, he's he's always going to keep battling though. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, One of these guys who gives up.
3: I'm just saying, from a betting standpoint, it's tough. Yeah, Patrick Reed is
2: so freaking good.
3: Man, you know. We should get we'll, we'll get a couple of people on this week right we'll get Ryan on we'll get Ryan back on Ryan Ballingey on mm-hmm. I got a guy up in uh on Osmo who's winning 510k on these DFS things yeah for golf. he's really good want to get somebody else on from here uh who should we get on on top of that we'll make it a whole thing this week. us open week
2: yeah Barrett'll love it
3: well that's fine <laughs> who, who else we should get somebody else on you want to bring on uh, somebody from the swinging and Dang it
2: uh well the BQ would be unavailable because he's teaching.
3: He's teaching during these times.
2: Yeah. All
3: right. Well, he, you think yeah. about it. All right. I'm bring two people to the table. One. Well, we could get uh the- we could get E bomb on. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. All right. Let's say he was the the main golf guy there. He's pretty good. No, he's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, you're right. He is our PGA insider for the gambler. Shame on me. Yeah. Off the tee is a great show. All right. Right. Let's do that. We'll get E on. We'll get Ryan on. We'll get Max on. We'll get some people on. Much. This is going to be a great surprise for Barrett when he returns. Oh, yeah. Just walking right into some U.S. Open stuff. And who yeah. knows? Maybe the Eagles sign another quarterback,
2: right? Uh, fourth stringer? Yeah. Absolutely. You, know, you never know. All right, brother. Have a great day. All
3: right. Barry Mays, Eitan Shander. Reminder, on your way out, we see people in here right now. Leave us a like. It's very easy. And make sure you are subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube page. It helps us exponentially. We'll see you tomorrow.